0: episode 22. Chuck, what the hell is this? I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And <laughs> and uh, what the hell is this, Chuck? This is a podcast, Ryan. Yes, and an award-winning podcast. Dun, dun, That's right. For those of you who haven't been following us on the forums, uh, Facebook or Twitter, uh, and why you wouldn't be, I don't, know, but, <sighs> I don't know, but we did win the Noisy Award. Yeah, we won, bitches. Nice. Nice. Like congratulations. It. Yes, congratulations
1: to you. Awesome. Not- Honestly, those those other podcasts didn't have a chance in hell. Now you're even more obnoxious than you yeah. were before. Oh yeah, so I sign my autographs now, <laughs> award-winning podcaster Chuck. Right. That's like how the baseball guys sign a Hall of Fame H O F. Right. Award-winning podcaster.
0: Well, we did actually have uh, W P baby. We we actually did have a listener uh, Adam who left, called and left us a voicemail in regards to the. Award-winning, nice. So probably calling to congratulate us, right? So I I figured I'd go ahead and play that now for us, and this way we can hear hear those congratulatory words. Hey guys, it's Adam Bessoni or Six One Six on the forums. Just wanted to call and wish you congratulations on winning your Noisy Award. It was well deserved, and uh, I'm glad you guys are keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks, guys. So,
2: (laughs) yeah,
1: we're going to keep on doing what we're doing. Keep on and keep it on Right Thanks Adam
0: Yep Yeah thanks a lot Adam uh, Really appreciate it uh, Yeah it was awesome to win It was awesome to find out we won Yeah we're the fucking best Yeah uh, I only found out we won Because Manticore posted on our forum Saying hey congratulations I was like uh, Does that mean we won? Hell yeah we won <laughs> Dude when you saw those other nominations You know we won I know Right but, uh, DC Noise won also Good for them they actually awesome. They actually beat out Uncanny X-Cast Hell yeah they did <laughs>
1: When you break it down, DC versus Marvel, but it's not versus Marvel, it's just versus the X Men. Right. So they had a fucking chance.
0: Well, then, break it down to DC
1: (laughs) versus just the X Men, there's no chance.
0: Well, yeah, if you're going to put all of DC against the X Men. Well, that's what it came down to. But the thing is, and I think Mike and Keith would both agree, Uncanny X Cast has a lot larger audience. Where'd they go? I don't know. They voted for something else. They evidently decided not to vote. So, yeah. But yeah, we've got a uh, ton of issues. Since Congratulations, DC yes. Noise. we got a ton of issues to cover this episode, so we're going to cover those. Yeah. We have a lot of listener feedback. We have a lot of just things happening. Uh, before we move on, though, yeah. into listeners and everything else, we haven't done this yet. So since we are talking about award winning, mm-hmm. uh, I did tally up all of our votes for the... Roadhouse Awards. The roadies. The roadies. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, who won? Uh, well, I have that information. All right. And uh, I figured might as well cover it in this episode. Yeah, so your vote counted. Right. Absolutely. And we did have some ties, so oh, some people didn't vote enough for their winner. We'll, we'll, we'll make it the deciding one. Okay. So, let's see here. We had...
3: People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Be nice. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, if I want you to be nice. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If you won't walk, walk him, but be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and
2: you both be nice.
3: I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice.
0: Alright, so we had best Star Wars cover. Okay. There was a tie. What were the nominations, sir? Do you know? I don't have them all. All Alright, never mind. Do you have them all? We're so prepared. Go. Do you have them all? No. Let's not even start talking about who's prepared for what here. <laughs> so this one we had a tie, okay, between which was Blood Ties number two, okay, and Purge, okay, and Blood Ties number two was the one with uh, Django Fett with Django a silhouette yeah. of Boba Fett behind him, right, and then Purge was the one with Darth Vader on the front. I think I voted for Purge. Did you? Yeah. What did you vote for? I voted for Blood Ties number two. It is a tie. <laughs> and uh, cold are you? Yeah, I'm getting a little cold. Aren't you? No, I'm kind of hot. That's that's because you were drinking yesterday. I know. (laughs) Well, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. Right, and you got loaded. Supposed to drink. Right. I I was working, so. no, that's anti-work day. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, best G.I. Joe cover. Uh, It was a hands-down vote for G.I. Joe number 22, which is the Robert Atkins cover with uh, Wetsuit on the cover and the whole action. Good cover. Yeah, absolutely. We did have some write-ins on that one. Uh, someone wrote in for G.I. Joe Real American Hero 161A and 161B I don't remember what the hell they were you have to go back and look and yeah. G.I. Joe number 14A which again I don't remember what it was but uh, I think that was one with uh, Snake Eyes on it the cover snake eyes, yeah. Yeah, where it's like a full frontal image of Snake Eyes full eyed. frontal Snake Eyes full frontal Snake Eyes They yeah. did not win <laughs> I would not vote for that one <laughs> no <laughs> then we had tran- Best Transformers cover was a tie between Transformers 14B and 7B which again, don't I don't remember what the hell they were. So nice. It was a tie. It was a tie. Yeah, uh, we had some write-ins for Transformers 13A tran- and Transformers Bumblebee number three A. Oh, that but, wasn't that bad. No. Uh, best Star Wars story: Blood Ties. Blood Ties. I think that was pretty obvious. Yeah, I think that was a consensus overall. And then uh, GI Joe's story: Your bullshit answer got won the vote. What was that? was G.I. Joe Run from number 20 to 25. Nice. Because you wanted to just nominate the whole run. The whole book It <laughs> was a great book. Well, that's great. That's why we have an ongoing series category. <laughs> I don't even think you know what happens in issues 20 through 25. I don't know, but it won. I'm the champ. <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm getting so sick of seeing that no, on the, the People forum. fucking like me, dude. People are going, People are putting on there, well, you have to listen to what the champ says. I was like, don't even get on that fucking rant. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, transform, Best Transformer Story was Drift. Okay, that was good. It was yeah. really good, yeah. Star Wars Character of the Year was Boba Fett. Okay. And then we had a tie for Best G.I. Joe Character of the Year. Oh, really? Between was... Chuckles and Snake Eyes. Oh. That's a tough one. Yeah. Because really the big stuff happened for Chuckle this uh, yeah, year. yeah, this year, yeah. So do you go Snake Eyes? I think I would... If I were to give it another vote, I would go for Chuckles. Yeah, I would too. Chuckles won. We'll go say say (laughs) Chuckles. Transformers character of the year was Bumblebee. Yeah. Becoming a leader and all that. I voted for him. This is another worst character of the year. Overall, worst character of every uh, genre. Yeah. This is bullshit, too. What is it? I'm calling bullshit on this one. Green Lantern? No. No. (laughs) Fuck you. Where is this anger coming from? Stop picking on my shit. (laughs) Go. Uh, Globulus. Nice. He didn't even appear in an issue. he did. It was a carving of him. That's still horrible. That's... He didn't do anything. People have spoken. You vote for... I guarantee you, Globulus is not going to appear in a G.I. Joe book this year. Ever. And if you you put him down as the worst character again... Word. (laughs) I might. I'm going to smack you. But you know what? That's enough to make me
1: throw up in my mouth. (laughs) I don't need to see that guy. Alright. That guy never should have existed.
0: But he wasn't. He didn't exist yet. If you look up
1: IMDb, they showed a carving. That was it. If you look up IMDb for Burgess Meredith, that credit is not listed. <laughs>
0: yes, it is. <laughs> he had, He didn't want anything to do with that. He's in there. He's dead. He's. I know, but he's in there.
2: Let the whiff of remembrance tell the tale. Forty thousand years ago, the glory of La dominated this planet. But an age of ice destroyed much of what we had built, and with it began the time of the barbarians. Surprisingly, they evolved. And gradually, they mastered a technology based on inorganic, lifeless substances. Their culture was a travesty of our own noble ways and a threat to our very existence. We retreated to preserve our ways and await an opportunity to reclaim the Earth. Generations passed, and then a brilliant young nobleman came to my attention. Even though disfigured by a laboratory accident, He was my choice to go into the world to raise a mighty army and to destroy the so-called human civilization, which had driven us into exile. You were my hope, Cobra Commander, and you failed me miserably. I'm going to say no.
0: Wait, let it go. Okay, wait. Before we move on. No, we're not going to look it up. You're you're <laughs> we're not letting shit go. You have a real habit, and I found this out listening back to the last couple episodes of Talk dropping? Talk no. What? Talking out your ass. What? And making it sound like you know what the hell you're talking about. That's my shtick. No. <laughs> That's what I bring to <laughs> it. was like, "Oh, really?" And then you find out no, he's fucking lying. <laughs> like the, the don't let the cat out of the bag. To get you an idea, the crossover with uh, ETM that we just did. All you, lies, what? Well, you go, well, see, I hear the voicemails, and then, but they're kind of low. They're kind of low when I hear them. Let me finish. All right? Get to your lies. So, so, <laughs> so then you go, so then what we do, and I love the whole wee shit, what we do is we run it through the level later, so then it brings it up a level. Isn't that true? Is that what you do? No, that's not what I do. Alright. So maybe. <laughs> that's what I thought you ma- did? Maybe. Well, that's because every time I try to tell you what I'm, I do, you fall asleep. <laughs> so? Because you're like, oh, it's technical, blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> So, then don't talk about technical shit when you don't know what you're talking about. All right, fine, people. Going forward, any technical
1: questions, please address them to Ryan. I'm I'm not allowed to answer your technical questions. You can
0: answer the question as long as you know what the hell you're talking about. My answer
1: will be blah, 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 Ryan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you knew what you're talking about, you could speak. (laughs) You you so love it. No. And I got stuff for the Turtles one, too, but we're going to get into that later. Next. All right, so next thing. Uh, Best writer. Chuck Dixon. Yes, Chuck Dixon. How bad did he beat Larry Hammer? I don't know. Pretty badly, though. Pretty bad? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, best artist? Hmm. I don't know. Take a guess. Hmm. Chi? <laughs> no. Uh, would it be Robert? Yeah, Robert Atkins. Congratulations. Robert. There was a write-in for Don Figueroa, which Robert yeah, okay. Robert wrote yeah. in for because he says, I don't feel like I can vote for myself. That was a That's a mistake if you run for president? That's a weak move, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Weak <laughs> move. Uh, best ongoing series. A real American hero. Nope. Bitches. <laughs> Probably G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Yeah. 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 Uh, best one-shot or mini? Hmm. Of any. Nope. Hmm. Blood Ties. Blood ties, okay. Yeah. Blood was ties really was good. a fan favorite. It was really uh good. there was a write-in for Drift. We never nominated it. So. Hmm. Worst story. Yeah, future noir. Yep. Goddamn right. Yeah, and I'm willing to bet that everyone that voted for it didn't read it. No one read it, but me. <laughs> That's because you have to. No shit. You Thank didn't. God. Buy, you didn't buy it. Thank God. I, I get to buy all this. I get to my hand in my money. I get to buy all the books. But you liked it. Chuck picks the ones he wants to read. But you liked it. There's ones we're covering today that I didn't like, and I still bought them. I told you not to. <laughs> Um, I said we don't have to cover that shit, no, we do, no, we don't yes, we do fuck you're that guy i'm not we're we have a show. I would have picked in i 'm not saying i 'm going keep them i'm saying that you have to cover them because they 're part of the show. Well, now if you get rid of it it's got all the charm of a toothless
1: smile you 're missing volumes right. that's fine. You just sell the whole thing. it's wh- not wh- good.
0: Wait, what should I do? Should I buy them? <laughs> We shouldn't have covered it. <laughs> or we should not have covered. Or do I or do I get it because otherwise I have a toothless child. <laughs> toothless chi- toothless smile. Oh, smile. Okay. Child with a child.
2: Yeah,
1: okay. Sure. If you're going to keep the ones you want, then you should probably keep them all because right. it's the whole right. volume. If you're going to get rid of some because you don't like them, get rid of all of them.
0: No, but I like some of them.
1: Get rid of all of them.
0: You don't need to. You don't need them at all. <laughs> but that's neither than a year. All right, so... Continue. And that's infestation. <laughs> Continuing on. Uh, best Star Wars-related item in another media. Oh, that one? For, like, the best overall... Like, of anything, yeah. Probably the AT-AT, the big huge walker? No. What? G.I. Joe Renegades. Nice, the cartoon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, there was some write-ins for Star Wars uh, Clone Wars Season 2 that, that came out on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, best Star Wars epi- uh, Star Joes episode. Hmm. The last one. <laughs> <laughs> epi- I think 16. Episode 16, yeah. Trying to Make a Dead Man Proud. That's yeah. the one where we bickered a lot. Might, might be getting that in this episode, too. <laughs> yeah. It's already heading that way. <laughs> wait, wait till it comes to fisticuffs. <laughs> best Star Joes title. Um, one of the suck ones. Embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Yep. Best image for an episode. This was actually a tie. Uh, let me think do, do, do. I know
1: <laughs> I like, I like the, the The walkers in the snow Where you find nope. the blooper one But I, I know that didn't win You didn't even nominate that one I know but I like it
0: Why didn't you I nominate like, it then? <laughs> well
1: I like the the one that you used For the, the snake eyes and helix That yeah. shot But I think that was afterwards That was this year Yeah Um, Is it the one with the G.I.J. Where they're all
0: Nope No um, <laughs> Masters of the Universe Trapjaw Trapjaw and Jokey Smurf. Oh, he's Jokey. They tied. So Honestly, I think I voted for Jokey. Okay. Nice. I, I didn't vote for either one, so if you want to go with Jokey, we'll go with Jokey. Yeah. i um, <laughs> can leave that a tie. <laughs> best toy review. That we did? Yes. Hmm. No, that Pop Culture Network did.
1: <laughs> well, they did a lot of good ones. Let me think. The Pixel Dan's a toy review and mother. Um, Did they say it was our, our Joker review, the very nope. first one? they bitches. I like that one. <laughs> Um I got no fucking clue.
0: The Rancor. The Rancor? Yeah. Alright. Uh and then uh the write in there was a write in for that which is the White Lantern Sinestra. Fucking lantern. I think one person made a comment about the Rancor one. Yeah. Saying that they liked it because it tied into me losing my wicket when I was a child. So Yeah. There's still some emotional scars there. Yes. Uh best argument or outburst?
1: Oh. It has to be arguing about your list when uh
0: you had C three P F rank so low. No. In our, right? Nope. The LeBron James. No. Oh my God. I think that was I think for you and me that was a favorite because yeah. I don't think anyone else was in the room to see how angry I was getting. Yeah. Um, this was Chuck not accepting different takes on GI Joe, which happened in episode sixteen. What are you talking about? Oh, I think we'll be getting into that today too. <laughs> Whatever. And then Star Joe's. I'm nothing if I'm not tolerant. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Star Joe's item most looking forward to in 2011. Super show? No. The crossover with E T M no. and DC. Noise? No. No. They don't care about this shit. I know. Um, <laughs> but it's only you and me that care about that. Thundercats cartoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that one. So, so those were the uh, Rhodey awards. I'm sorry we didn't make a whole event out of it, but I figured just we just need to mention the winners. Yeah. The nominations episode's the most fun anyway. Yeah, thanks for voting. Yep. Your uh, vote counted. <laughs> or it didn't. Or it didn't. Um, but apparently we're looking
1: forward to Thundercats.
0: Right. And me fighting. I'm looking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get into some of that today. Alright so
1: Well if the shit Wouldn't babble out of your mouth I wouldn't have Nothing to comment. What are you
0: talking Wait Whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> No true story Whose shit is babbling Out of whose mouth Yours What are you talking well, you're about You're
1: leading this shindig And you burst off With all these comments That make me pop off
0: <laughs> What the fuck Are you talking about I'm trying to set you straight I'm on shit that me, you don't even know what you're talking you're about. You're fucking lobbing me meatballs, and I just hit them out of okay. the park. Who, wait, wait. Who came with shit to cover today? Uh, just roll with it. Who came with shit to cover today?
1: I have a piece of paper that
0: you, you borrowed. Of- <laughs> let me borrow. That I gave to you before, right before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> so you could actually write some shit down. I was hungover this morning. Right. What happened the other two and a half weeks? My house flooded. Right. Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. It's a sad thing. <laughs> Glad. Go ahead. Go ahead. So anyways, uh, I was... <laughs> my house? So anyways, when I was... Oh, go ahead. Okay, thank you. So I went and uh, visited my parents in Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. When I'm talking, I have a what, what? Go away. No, go ahead. I go will. ahead.
2: I will. Go
1: ahead. I will. I will. Go ahead. I will. I will. I will.
0: My house full. So I went to Florida. <laughs> How was Florida? Florida was good. Yeah. Good uh, to meet there. Visit my parents. How are they? Surprised my mom for her birthday oh, uh, surprise visit yeah yes, all right, yeah did their house flood yeah no then i don't give a shit <laughs> mind it no go ahead <laughs> seriously though seriously for real not for ahead. real go ahead <laughs> for real this time
1: go ahead um damn uh my house flooded right the lower level uh i have a split level home so it's not really underground it's not considered a basement right but that lower level did flood one monday morning uh like four o'clock in the morning Water backed up. Uh, a lot of uh, ice and snow, and it melted, and we got a lot of rain that night. Yep. So that flooded. Uh, good news is, I guess, insurance covered all of it. Uh, I
0: had to... Bad news is you lost a few lost things. Lost
1: a lot of few things, yeah. Um, carpet was wrecked and destroyed, so we had to get that out. They put new carpet down a week later. Slowly but surely replacing the stuff, uh, you know, with the insurance money. Like, we got another TV, another computer, things of
0: that nature. Now, uh, the things that our listeners are going to really care about... Uh, you lost that one uh, container of uh, Joe figures. Oh yeah, the GI Joe Ultimate Battle Pack, for yeah. the twenty
1: fifth anniversary.
0: Uh, I mean, the figures are fine.
1: Everything was fine as far as it goes, but the whole bottom of it got all soaked and wet, and it fell apart. And so I had it in the box still, but it's no longer in the box. It's open. So right. Lost I, a lot of baseball cards. I, I saw the pile of saved garbage you had to throw out. Yeah, it so, was a lot. Yeah. Uh, Stepson lost a lot of uh, his Harry Potter books, all but one. Right. He has a hard bound so here. See, he had the hard books. covers, yeah. yeah. So he lost all of those but one. I told you, if they're missing from my house, I'll know where they went. Word. it wouldn't be me. I don't, <laughs> I don't potter. Not that it's bad, but I just don't. It's books. It's books without pictures. <laughs> I'm not reading that shit. They made a movie. Why would you want to read a book? Movies are good. Books are better. The movie's right there. I just push play and my brain shuts off. Have of you me. watched any of the movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we own all
0: of them except okay. the last one that just came out. Okay.
1: Harry Potter and his, you know, magic
0: bean sack or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of weather, for once, we are not having crappy weather when we're recording. Yeah, Jesus Christ, it's like 60 degrees outside. It's really nice. So it's nice for once. Uh, Anything else going on for you? Uh, Anything else you've been doing? There's a lot. Yeah?
1: Well, just replacing a lot of that stuff, and, you know, that's got me uh, taking the majority of my time. Yeah. Um,
0: You went out drinking.
1: Yeah, St. Patrick's Day was yesterday, so. Can't, Can't do that anymore. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody who is celebrating. Uh, everyone's a little Irish that day, but yeah, I'm too old for that shit, guys. Um, <laughs> truth be told, I can't do it anymore. No. <laughs> but it's the end of an era. Used to be able to drink and get up and feel fine and take a shower and go on my merry way. and That's not the case anymore. No. No. No, it's a sad day. <laughs> um, had a headache. Yeah. had a real bad headache. You never uh, had headaches before? Not, well, when I got obliterated, but right. not really. For the most okay. part, I was okay. Um little caffeine, little cold shower, right? another beer, slam it, you know, pick me up. Right. Your typical thing. Hair of the dog that bit you. Oh, hair of the dog, <laughs> yeah. Had hair
0: of the wolf pack. I mean, I got bit by like a bear.
1: <laughs> so you, We mean, know
0: those aren't related, right? Bears. Bears and dogs. Yeah, they're both quadrupeds, right, I guess.
1: <laughs> anyway. Downtown Cleveland, they have, like, a St. Patrick's Day parade and a big, giant event. Well, me and my wife, we went with one of her girlfriends, and we went down there and, you know, celebrated, bar hopped, watched the parade, um, drank a lot, and she got way toasted more than I did. So we took the public transportation, which is the RTA here, Rapid Transit uh, Authority or whatever the hell it's called. So we took that down. It was, like, $5 all-day pass. Yeah. Which was cheaper than parking because in the same time that we're going down there for that... They have the, um, was it the basketball tournament, March Madness, March NCAA, madness. Yep. NCAA. It's in Cleveland right now for the next like three days till Sunday. I don't think
0: we can legally mention it.
1: That big basketball that big game. big basketball game, yeah. That's sanctioned by the NCAA. Right. <laughs> which falls in March. <laughs> and it's madness. <laughs> so that is going on downtown at the same time. So a lot of the regular parking that you would normally get downtown is right. occupied. And they're jacking up the prices, you know, 20 30 bucks a lot sure. for a car. Why would you not? when you can make it, why not? So what we did was we uh, you know, $5 all day pass for that thing. So it cost us 10 bucks to, you know, get down there and back, which was the economical way to go, but they're herding you in like cattle and, you know, yeah. it's it's a mess. Way crowded. People are just before when you were that 20-year-old dick drinking, right. no one that didn't matter to you. Right. Now when I'm the 35-year-old dick, <laughs> I know those other guys, and I don't like them. That's when you know you're old.
0: Well, at least you recognize you're still a dick, so... Word. Um, speaking of downtown, uh, yeah. we're, we're going to have, related to comic books, we're going to have uh, some stuff going on downtown pretty soon. Uh, they're going to be filming some of the Avengers movie here. Oh, do tell. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know much more than that. I just know they're going to be filming yeah. some... Um, yeah. I, I heard they're looking for extras and stuff yeah. like that, so... Uh, when they, we'll see. They did film part of Spider-Man 3 right, here, and my wife and I went down there to check it out, and we ended up walking on the set by accident. Nice. <laughs> they told us to walk down this one alley, and they're like, oh, you can turn up and you get a better view. And we we're like, okay. So we go down the alley. We see the first turn to the left, and we're like, well, there's no, it's not taped off. Yeah. So we just went, and next thing you know, we're in the middle of the set. They weren't filming. Yeah. So if you look on your Spider-Man 3 DVD, <laughs> a longer 54 <laughs> minutes in, you'll notice Ryan and his wife. No. Um, but I did go to Florida as I was cutting you off with that. My mom's birthday is coming up at the end of March and my sister and I decided we were going to surprise visit her. We arranged it with my dad. She was totally surprised. We did go to, and the reason I'm even mentioning it is because we did go to Disney, uh, Hollywood studios. It used to be MGM studios. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Star Tours is not open right now. Yeah. It'll, I don't think it opens till later on. It opens in May but I did get to go and spend the day there. It was a lot of fun. I did take some pictures okay. of some stuff that I'll post on our Facebook site. Uh just stuff that I thought was kind of Star Joe's related. I got my picture uh taken next to uh Darth Vader costume. Oh, cool. Stuff like that. I got a picture of Darth Maul's costume. Nice. So, this per- picture taken
1: of Darth Vader at uh what Middle ohio kind Yeah. Like cosplayer dress.
0: Yep. So that was cool. So, uh so yes, yeah, so I I got some of those. I did pick up some of the Disney Star Wars figures. So we'll cover that. I we'll cover one of them later in the episode. Awesome. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I did talk to an Uber Geek. I wish I had our business card with me at the time. Oh, yeah. But he started telling me all this stuff about like the figures that are coming out and everything else. Oh, like for that uh, that Disney. Line. For the Disney line, right? One thing that one of this Uber Geek worked at, at, at the at the Disney store. At the Disney store, yes, yes. It wasn't just a random Uber geek. He, he worked there, and he asked me if I could, if, if he could help me. Yeah. And then I said, no, I'm just kind of looking. And then he started talking to me about all the different waves and all that type that's, of stuff. That's
1: weird, too, because normally when you go into like a regular store, like a Toys R Us or Target mm-hmm. or Walmart, and you go down to Toy and there's another guy there. Right. You both know what you're doing. Oh, you sure. both know what you're there for, but you don't normally talk to each other. there's no talking or conversating <laughs> going on. It's like one of those unwritten rules or something right. like that, and we should probably be more open I guess to each other since we are looking for the same kind of thing maybe we can help each other
0: yeah see to me that's competition right there I gotta get in front of him see because if he's going to be shy and be like I don't want to talk to you because I'm embarrassed I'm in the toy aisle looking for toys then I'm going to cut in front of you and look at the toys first
1: here's the deal he might be looking for something that you're not even collecting and looking for
0: if we're both near the Star Wars figures we're both looking at Star Wars stuff granted it might be the same thing too and he's not going to say anything to me then I get first dibs on stuff. Yeah. I have no problem cutting someone off in, in the toy aisle. Nice. I'll take down a small child if I have to. Wow. <laughs> uh, no. Nice. I, I hide your babies. No, that's actually the one thing I, I won't do is like if a kid's going to look at the toys, I let the, let the kid go and, and look. I don't want to. They you just cross your fingers. Don't take R2. Don't right. Take R2, don't take R2, oh, yeah. I, I have actually stood there and been like, crap, he's taking the figure I want. <laughs> But, so you don't even want that when you son of a bitch. <laughs> but I'd rather have the kid yeah. get it than me, so. Oh, good for you. Yeah, Um. and then, let's see, anything else going on? I went and saw the movie Rango, which is that animated Oh, really? Movie? The Johnny Depp the Yeah, movie? I went and saw it with my family. So. Is it any good? The animation is amazing. Like, unbelievably amazing. The story itself, kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, I ended up liking it overall, but... It's got some really weird moments. It like crosses. It like walks that line of. Is it weird because Johnny Depp's in it? No, no, no. I like Johnny Depp. Why? Well, know, but he does some weird shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like it cross. It like balances itself on that line of. There's certain parts of it that seem very real life type stuff. Okay. And then there's parts where it's totally cartoon. Well, totally. Uh, Anthropomorphic Like animals Acting like people Oh okay So like There's a part At the beginning This is not giving Anything away But there's a part At the beginning Where where the Well maybe this Does give something away Spoiler We're spoiling Rango Spoiling Rango um, At the beginning Of the movie he, He's a lizard The lizard <laughs> is, is Acting out of play And he's got Half of a Barbie doll With no head And just one arm Yeah And He's acting with that And this tree And this wind up fish thing And he's doing this One act play with them well, then, as he's doing this, all of a sudden, his whole world goes flying up in the air. And you find out it's because he was in an aquarium in the back of the vehicle that was, like, doing a move or something like that. Yeah. And it lands on the road, shatters, and... So, like, that's pretty realistic, right? You know? Like, I mean... It could have Other than him doing a one-act play, it's yeah. kind of realistic that he's being transported and the glass shatters. But then he goes into this town called Dirt, where, like... All the animals are wearing clothes, and they're carrying shotguns, and they're riding wagons. And you're just like, okay, that was real cars. Now we're dealing with... and amb- I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> Clint Eastwood makes an appearance in the movie. Nice. So that also was very weird. Sure. So, yeah, it, like I so said, I liked it. The thing I really liked was the animation. though. The animation was uber detailed. Yeah, I heard so, there was like
1: a mariachi band that follows them around. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. I mean, you have feathers and scales and fur, and it all looks real. Cool. Like, in the sense of, like, those items. Characters don't look real, obviously. But So, yeah, hey, um, go see it, I guess. No. no. <laughs> Fuck it. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say wait for the uh, DVD or get it from Netflix or something Would like that. Would you buy it? No. All right. No. Don't waste your money. It, it, it was worth watching, but... It's on Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Uh, so that's pretty much all I've been up to, uh, had the trip and everything else, so...
1: Yeah, um, really the only other thing I'm, you know, looking ahead, looking forward with it being, you know, the 18th of March today, what is it called? The, uh, Columbus Toy Show's coming up here pretty soon. Right. And that's April 10th. Right. And
0: the Super Show's coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, at the end of April. End of April, so... so.
1: Looking and, forward to that.
0: And here's one thing, too, I just wanted to throw out there for those that are thinking about going to Super Show, we pump it up a lot. Yeah. It's not a huge convention. It's not like... It's
1: going to be bigger than it was last year. It's going to be bigger than last year. Who are gonna but I'm saying
0: it. if someone's coming for the first time, we pump it up a lot because we like the intimacy of it. There's going to be a lot of uh, artists and creators. There's like 80 creators or something like that that are going to yeah. be there. But it's not like a San Diego where it's a big spectacle. Or, no, 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 not at all. There's not going to be a ton of retailers there. There's going to be a few. There's probably only one or two more than last year. But yeah, there was only like two, two or three two last, last year. year. Yeah. So, But I just didn't want people going there and then going, oh man, you guys made it sound like this is the best convention in the world. No, what it is
1: basically, it's um, a chance for you, the fan, to meet some of your comic book artists and creators and talk to them and pick right. their brain.
0: And mostly, And mostly independent ones. Yeah. But it's... They're good independent people. I mean sure. they're yeah. I'm impressed with the work that a lot of them do. So Yeah. Um Tony Moore's gonna be Tony there. Tony Moore will be there. Yeah. Uh, Robert Atkins will be there. Robert Atkins will be there. Uh Andy Schmidt, who's the editor for IDW. IDW, yeah. So he'll be there. Uh Tom uh I think it's Feaster. I think it's pronounced Feaster. Hmm. He does a lot of the covers for a lot of the G.I. Joe books. Yeah. He's gonna be there. It's gonna you gonna see be, it, Lee Weeks is gonna be there. Again. Lee Weeks will be there. Yeah. It's gonna be a, a Star Joe's Centric, uh, nice. <laughs> we're, taking, we're taking it over. That's right. No, but I noticed that I'll call uh, Peter and let him know. You, right. Well, you and I actually did notice that a lot of the artists and creators that are going to be there have either are currently working on books that we cover or well, think about Have it. worked on books, yeah. That think we've about covered. it this way. I mean, IDW's
1: got a lot of stuff going on right now. They're, they're pretty right, pumping on all cylinders right now. Right. So well, they've got a lot of stuff going on with the GI Joe, with the Cobra, with the Transformers. They're doing the Ghostbusters, right. the
0: Star Trek. They, they got a lot of stuff going but, on. But, I mean, you figure there's going to be... Uh, J.K. Woodward's going to be there. He worked on a G.I. Joe book at one time. Tony, yeah. Moore, actually, Tony, Moore, yeah. Tony Moore actually worked on a, the Beastman, Icons of Evil issue. Yeah. So, like, a lot of these artists worked on either a Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe. Like, one of these books in the past. A lot yeah. of them did. Oh, so. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's get into some listener feedback. Okay. And we'll go into the Jedi Holocron. Jedi, all, all right, so, uh, oh, uh, speaking of OU-812, yeah, uh, Manticore pointed out, uh, OU-812's been kind of pissed at me lately. Why is that? Because the last episode we had with ETM, I claimed that it was my voice making his voice, Yeah, and Manticore kind of said pointed out the fact that, you know, that Assassin's droid is not going to be happy when you claim that you're the one doing the voice. I don't think he listens. He heard this one. He did. Yeah. Oh shit. I. Yeah. Did you take a pistol whipping? I had to double his pay. <laughs> wow. Otherwise, he wouldn't. He's getting paid. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. Yeah, but you do it for the enjoyment. I want money. <laughs> uh, we might be talking contract holdout. Uh, that's fine. I'll go with him. There's a donate button on the website. Uh, <laughs> I'm already. I'm already paying him, so yeah. I, I can't afford to pay you now. I'm paying him double. He's got my money. Yeah, talk to the assassin droid. He can keep it. Okay. All right, so anyways, we got some listeners that, uh, some new listeners, but also some that had posted in the past, but recently posted the Introduce Yourself thread. So uh, speaking of threads also, I just wanted to mention there's a couple new threads that we put up there. One's called Caption This. Yeah. It's something I saw StarWars.com doing at one point, and I was like, that might be kind of fun. All it is is every Monday I will post a picture up there from something related to Star Joes. And you guys have fun putting captions of what's actually going on in that picture. That was good until you threw a cat up there with a Voltron. What's wrong with that? That's gay. People came up with stuff. Yeah, I know. I just I was looking for something with Voltron. that I came across that. I was like, okay, there you go. Wow. So, they're not all going to be gems. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, they all can't be gems. Sometimes I'm at work and I have to find something that I can... Access. Yeah, true. So sometimes stuff is blocked at work. So for real. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. They're gonna lift that block. was fucking big. Never, 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 never.
0: I know. So better watch what you say, dude. Why can't we access Facebook at work? Because they want you to work. Whatever. You don't have an. You don't have a Facebook page anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. But I'm the so, voice of the people. The voice people of, want voice. Voice of the people who doesn't have Facebook. Well, yeah. I mean, not <laughs> the, a 13-year-old girl. The people use... That's my space. How many times do we have to have that discussion? I told you, I can't have that because I don't need that dude coming to my house. <laughs> they don't do that anymore because one guy killed himself. Dateline? Yeah. The host? No. One, one of the guys, one of got the guys that got caught nice. killed himself. <laughs> and the family sued because they said it was because of that program that he got killed. We probably killed himself because he finally ratted himself out that he's
1: like a, a pedophile, right? Yeah. Right, like a gay pedophile.
0: I was, I loved watching those episodes. I thought it was hilarious seeing these bastards get caught. So, nice. especially when they got tackled to the ground, to get cuffed. I was like, "Yeah, fucker, you deserved it." They little piece of <laughs> them probably liked it though. Like they're getting f- cuffed, but they
1: they got a boner. Because <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, do it to me rough." Uh, <laughs> hope they get, I told you, it's a sick world, dude. Hope they get castrated. Nah, they'll probably go in prison and get sodomized, which is a jolly
0: We might them. as well go ahead and do that too.
1: Um dude, if I was gay I would be getting arrested
0: left and right. <laughs> Why would you not? I don't think I don't think in prison It's like you, a fucking all you can eat buffet. I don't right? think right? I don't think you enjoy it when it's being forced on you like that. Oh though. you probably do. No, I don't I don't know. I don't know, dude. I'd rather not if find out. If chicks
1: were like forcing themselves
0: on you, you would enjoy it? Fuck yeah you would. Depends. No. They're not wearing <laughs> depends. <laughs> what what no, it depends on what, who the chick is and. Close your eyes. And, and what, what you mean by rough. Yeah. <laughs> and forcing yourself. Word. <laughs> I'm not into the whole uh, uh, pain and all that type of oh, stuff. Oh, sweet pain. No. Love it. Nope. Bring it. So, anyways, uh, we had uh, Travis. Uh, Travis, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's Travis, Travaz. Travaz. We were just talking about asses. <laughs> Travaz. Uh, he said... Probably Travis. Well, he has T-R-A-V-A-Z-Z. Travis. Travis. So he said, hey guys, I've, I've been a lurker and listener since episode 14. Hell yeah, you have. <laughs> I saw that you guys were going to be at Mid-Ohio on the uh, main CGS boards and thought I would listen. Cool. So that's when he started listening to us. I sadly missed you guys this year at Mid-Ohio because we went on separate days. Ah. Hopefully this year we we can meet up. I'm a fellow Ohioan also. Nice. He says, I will be 30 in a month, so I grew up watching everything that you guys have covered. I collected a lot of G.I. Joes growing up. My biggest regret is selling my USS Flag for money to buy Toy Biz X-Men figures.
2: Ah, oh, that's horrible. <laughs>
0: I told him at least you got money and something else out of it. I just gave my USS Flag uh, away.
1: That's, <laughs> that's like the worst story there, just giving it away. Um, at least this
0: kid got some money. Yeah. No, the worst story is, you see Rock's story, I think it was Rock, where he gave a bunch of his Star Wars figures away to some kids he thought would like it, mm-hmm. and as soon as he dropped them off, the kids took like the TIE fighter, took the wings off, and pitched it like a softball, and the kid hit it with a bat, and then took a bat to like the Adat walker he had and everything else and started just bashing the head of it. I was like, dude, I would have ran over there, grabbed the bat out of their hand, and started smacking them with it. Wow. So, that's horrible. Yeah, that's bad. And grateful kids. Yep, so then he, uh, he also says, I heard recently on one of your episodes you were talking about a toy convention in Columbus, which is the one you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, what is it and when is it? April 10th. Right. Uh, it's in
1: Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Um, I think I remember this guy. I posted something back on the forums. Yeah, I think the you late, did. Directly yep. CTS Promotions, I think it is. Yeah. If you um, uh, Google Google search um, Columbus Toy Show, I think it comes up to www.ctspromotions.com. Right and you click on that and it's at the uh, some kind of convention hall or something yeah. in Columbus. I'm not too familiar with the name of it right now. Now
0: you will be going to it. I won't be. Yeah, there. I'm going, yeah. Because I've, I mean, I know you do too but I've got a lot of stuff going on in April. Uh, so... Yeah, me too. With, between Super Show and I'm going on a vacation and everything, it's just... Yeah. It's not going to work for me. I might go in the fall one. Yeah, there's, the there's one, usually so. two a year. Yeah.
1: They used to, they, well, last year they tried to do one in Cincinnati which yeah. is way south of Columbus. It's... If you're looking at Ohio from top to bottom, it's Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati. Yep. So when we're in Cleveland, obviously we're north north toward the lake, and Columbus is in the middle of the state. And Cincinnati's at the southern tip of the state. Yep. So basically, for us, it's a couple-hour drive. Yeah. It's it's fun to drive down. It's one-day trip. You drive down, you drive back when it's over. I think they actually close the door at four o'clock, so you're home by like you know six o'clock. Yeah. Six thirty. So it's not too bad. You get up, you go hang out with some friends. Uh, last year, I went with uh, Wolfman Z Nick on the forums, and we ran into the the lustrous well, Ken Diesel. You went with
0: Nick Wolfman Z on the forums. Him too. <laughs> uh,
1: we ran into Ken Diesel. Right. So it was pretty cool seeing him and hooking up. But yeah, anybody who wants to stop and say hi, we'll definitely you know chit chat. Do you hear what? Uh,
0: do you hear? Uh, I don't know if you listened to the Geek Savants episode recently. Their episode two hundred and two hundred and one. No, I have not. No. They uh, they I'm had- a little behind because my house flooded. Well- <laughs> On pretty much all podcasts, Ken Diesel went out there because he lives here in Ohio. Yeah, and he flew out to California, nice, as part of a vacation thing. But he made it that part of his vacation. He went to their two hundred recording, yeah. recording, yeah, recording, and he got trashed. Nice. Lost his wallet or left his wallet behind, and it was just. I heard it was a pretty ugly situation for him. So <laughs> good luck, buddy. Uh, yeah. So uh, going back to Travis, uh, he says. I've never been to a toy convention, but would love to go. Have either of you considered coming to Dayton to Fearless Readers Gem City Comic Con in April? Uh, it's not as big as Mid-Ohio, but it's still a good buying con for back issues and has really good $1 bins. Nice. Again, uh, for me... Nope. A- <laughs>
1: yeah. I have not. I've never heard of it.
0: At, um, least, at least this year for me, again, April's kind of just a busy month for me.
1: April's really tight. Uh, me too. I've got a lot of stuff going on in April. I've got a, you know, Fantasy baseball draft, which yeah, not really too show related, but it still costs money. Yeah. Then we've got the Columbus Toy Show I want to go to. There's super show and expense that goes along with that.
0: Right. Um so Yeah. A lot going on so there. I yeah, I don't see it happening this April, but who knows maybe next year, depending yeah. on when it is. So uh, he says any chance of a Silverhawks or Brave Star episode in the future. He said, Keep up the great work and I can't wait for the next episode. Nice. Silverhawks will probably come well before Brave Star. Yeah, I'm sure eventually we'll get to both of them. Right. Uh, I did watch a lot of Silverhawks as a kid. Yeah, not too much on the Brave Star. But but I've, I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And especially for an episode like Brave Star, where I haven't really watched a whole lot before. I know th-
1: it was it was done by Filmation,
0: right? The same people who did Masters of the Yeah. And but before we even before we, I never it, had
1: any of those toys in Brave Star toys. No,
0: wow. no, I didn't either. Before we do a Brave Star episode though, or even a Silverhawks episode, I'm gonna want to do my homework. I'm gonna want to watch a bunch of episodes. I'm gonna want to check to see if there's any comics out there and see if I can get my hands on some. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna want to do my homework too. So. I don't know if there were Brave Star comics or not. There may I don't know. There may have been. Or there may not have been. I know there were some toys and
1: action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're pretty. Pretty reasonable for the most part. Yeah. Except for like, you know, one or two that may have been really expensive because of, uh, you know, when they were released toward the end of yeah. the line and stuff like that. But.
0: Well, I'll, what I'll probably do is when we get near to doing a Silverhawks episode, I'll probably try to pick up a, a cheap Silverhawks toy. Bravestar, depending on how they look. I don't know if. I know I know what the Silverhawks toys look like. So I know I. Star toys, they're not that bad looking. Okay. Well, basically, they're
1: they're cowboy toys, right?
0: But that's what I'm saying. I'm not big on cowboy toys. So,
1: <laughs> so if we buy one, we might give it away,
0: right? Uh, and that that will depend on how cheap it is. So. Yeah, true. But uh, I can pretty much say with certainty that at some point there will be a Silverhawks episode. It won't happen this year. No, we're pretty right. much booked for this year. Right, this year. Uh, but we have a lot of stuff to cover this year. 0 yeah, twelve is open. So right, nice. so who knows? Uh, Brave Star might. Not even be next year, might be a year after that. It really depends on how much stuff we get through. Yeah, you might want to look at 2013. Right. It's on the list. It's, it's definitely on the do on, list. It's definitely on the list. All right, so then we had another new listener, Nacho.
3: Nacho!
0: He said, Sorry for the late comment, but I've slowly uh, been catching up on uh, from episode one over the last past few months. And so I hope the earlier ones are brutal. Well, I'm hoping that means he skipped episode zero. Because that one was, brutal. That one was really brutal. You know what I thought I should yeah. do sometime? Go back and remaster it. That's what I was going to say. Do a special edition. <laughs> remaster it. You, and I, it. you and I can record stuff that gets inserted in there. Yeah. And I can add sound effects and stuff. <laughs> nice. And run it through better programs and everything. Re- see, issue zero remastered. Right. It'll be just like Star Wars, it'll be the special edition. We should sell that. <laughs> right. That'll be 99 cents for a download. Right. We'll see if we make two bucks that. So, uh, he says, the interview with Robert Atkins was great. Nice. And you're discussing... People seem to like that. Yeah. And the discussion of the Joe covers that you really liked in 2010 made me sit up and take notice. So that's some good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. He says, I have several pieces of original art from Robert Atkins and Clayton Brown, which is, which is which the inker. Yeah, I know. That that's how snarky, I was... lucky. My yeah. God. He says, including some of the covers you were mentioning. <sighs> he says, they really have been doing fantastic work. They have. I they have. am so fucking jealous yeah, right now. Yeah, what is he getting this stuff? <laughs> Well, you can buy it. It's just, you have... Yeah, where is he getting his stuff? You can buy it right from Robert. Really? Yeah. You're going to pay a pretty penny for it. But. Oh, well then. <laughs> he paid for it, I'm, I'm sure, so... You're I'm assuming. I'm assuming so. Uh, he says, anyway, enjoy the show as I'm a huge child of the 80s and I'm all, almost caught up to current episodes, so maybe I'll comment more frequently in more timely fashion. Yeah, so. get
1: your ass on the forums now. Right.
0: But- then we had uh, Chewy, who left us a voicemail in the past. Chewy Baca. He decided to go ahead and introduce himself. Nice. He says, don't think I've ever popped in here, so I suppose now is a good time as any. I've typically been interacting with the guys on Facebook, and I figured I'd stop by on the forums as well. Word. I've been listening to the show since the beginning and have ha- uh, even had the pleasure of meeting Sir Royal Lantern a while back. I what? Like- what went- was this? I like that. When oh did yeah. you Oh, yeah. I went with him and uh, our one buddy, uh, Patrick, from work. Oh, him and I hung out. This was before we even had a show.
1: Oh, this is pre Chuck. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody cares. He said, "My buddy is a coworker of Ryan and Chuck, and I too live in the Cleveland area. Uh, Like the guys, I'm a geek from the '80s with an affinity towards Transformers, Joes, and Star Wars." And my little pony. Right. From a collecting <laughs> standpoint, I've really been out of the biz for the better part of a couple of decades. Oh, then God. Don't get back in. As I've got two small kids and uh, life, finances have been pretty pretty much gotten in the way of my collecting. Yeah, then, yeah. Now's not the time. now Now's not the time. He said, that said, I have picked up the G.I. Joe Pursuit of Cobra line. Oh, then you're done. And I'm going to keep up with that line. <sighs> he says, have got them all and plan on being a completionist here. Completionist, yeah. So... So says, that's what happens. Yeah. Once you start, yeah. it's hard to get out. Fucking crack, man. Every time you get out, they suck you right back in. I know. <laughs> so then uh, he says, not much into comics these days, other than listening to reviews by the guys and the Geek Savants. Yeah, I wasn't into comics either, but not, <laughs> damn. says, though I have enjoyed the few books I've picked up based on recommendations I've heard, Watchmen, Walking Dead, Fables. Keep up the great work, guys. So. Hey,
1: thanks, Chewy.
0: Right. Uh, then we had Dr. Quest. The good doctor. Who we mentioned previously. Yeah, right. Uh, he introduced himself. He says, hey guys, I figured it was time I posted in this thread. My name is Chris. I go by... Shh, don't give out his real name. He, he, just, said Qu- he just said Chris. Oh, well. So. I like Dr. Quest. He says, I got... I can, he's, he's mysterious. I right. like it that way. He says, I go by Dr. Quest on Twitter and, yes. on, and other online places. He says, I was born in that magical year of 1977. Yes, Star Wars got most of the press, but I made my debut too. <laughs> nice. I used... I used to live in the Midwest, but this year, 2011, I moved with my fiancé to Orlando, and the weather is much better. No kidding. He said, I love the 80s. I finally started a blog where uh, I write about all of that, all that's retro, basically. And his uh, blog is called MyComicBookBlog.com. Wow. So pretty simple. And uh, I used to collect... Uh, toys. Sadly I don't have time or the room right now. Oh my god. I, I had quite the collection at its peak. I listened to way many podcasts. Star Joe's is fast becoming a first listen as soon as a new episode is released. Damn right. I'm finding that more and more with our episodes. Uh new people that start listening, they go, You guys are really moving to the top of my list of yeah. stuff I listen to. So Which is which is good to hear. Oh sure. Well, it strikes a fucking ego. I'm flattered. Hell yeah. Uh, although we did have somebody I think that dropped off recently what? listening to us. Uh, somebody I kind of called out in the Turtles episode. Oh, just, yeah, let that go. Yeah. He who shall not be named. <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> he uh, he dropped me from Facebook. Oh, you were just... You were and, uh, abandoned, huh? But here's the funny thing. Defriended. So when I, when I went out there and said, you know, please don't call me names on Facebook, on my personal page, I was afraid that I would lose some other people, like people that were nice to me. Yeah, I kind of told you <laughs> not to go there, right? But... The opposite happened. Nice. I actually had a couple people friend me on Facebook. <laughs> so, hey, whatever. <laughs> Which was perfect. Starfighter was one of them. Nice. Uh, so, that was cool. Because I was like, I was afraid that, like, maybe I turned off some listeners. You maybe you did come off a little crash. You know, well, no. Push. No, I was pissed off at the person that did that. To I, me. Know. So, I know. And rightfully so. Very. But, I love our listeners. And I, I will love it as much as, <laughs> as possible. And I want to interact with them. It's not that I don't want to. I really enjoy that. But I just thought, you know, you need to be a little PC. You need to ke- yeah. keep in mind who you're talking to and when you're talking to them. Yeah. So. And for the most
1: parts, this, this our listeners, our fan base. It, it's pretty much a sausage fest. We <laughs> need <laughs> some chicks.
0: Well, if you would stop talking with the porn talk all uh, the time, I need chicks who are into that kind of talk. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You're married, dude. Yeah, and um, so yeah. you're looking for chicks that are into the porn talk, but you're married. Tell me how you're going to swing that one by your wife. That's a work in progress.
1: <laughs> but let's just say this: um, if if we just talk on the forums, then it's there's still, no it's contact.
0: Still, oh, I but like, you going to run that by your wife sometime? No, <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> You just said all of this. That's just... That's, she could listen to this at any she time. She doesn't listen to this. She could. Yeah, I guess. So anyways, uh, we also... All right, everyone. So we also had Lucas comment on... Yeah, we need some more chicks. <laughs> so we had Lucas from ETM. Yeah. I assume it was ETM. Uh, he commented on the porn mash uh, porn that mash. was done for oh, the yeah, Turtles yeah. episode. He says, Love the ETM porn mashup. He put Mordococcus. Mordococcus, Mordococcus, He says, anyways, the uh, TMNT cartoon was a pretty big part of my childhood. The kids' cartoon certainly was different from the comic, though. Oh, yeah. I remember looking at a friend's old collection of the original Black and White, Eastman and Laird books when I was in high school and being quite surprised by it. I also uh, recall seeing the first movie when I was a kid and being blown away by it. Even the rat kung fu was cool when I was ten. It's not so cool when you're older. Oh yeah, yeah right, right, right. <laughs> I had this uh, movie poster on my wall for quite some time and what it was is the the basic poster for the first live action one where they're coming out of the sewers, you see them peeking out of the sewer cover. Oh and yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ninja Turtles above. So that was that was the image that he had sent that he had as a poster. We did have some Twitter posts that I just wanted to kind of mention real briefly. We had Doctor Quest post about Catching up on episodes, he says he's really enjoying them. And then we had uh, D.L. Stewart III on Twitter. He said, just listen to episode 19 through 20. Makes me want to read some TMNT and brings back memories of watching the cartoon as a kid. Nice. Uh, Dr. Quest, actually, the reason I mentioned him is he posted an image for us that was drawn by William Schmidt from a Transformers Find Your Fate book. And he also drew some of the Lando books. So he sent an image. It was a of a Lambda-class shuttle, uh, space in, shuttle. Imperial shuttle. Imperial shuttle. Yeah. And it had an Autobot symbol on the front of it. Nice. Which was just awesome. So so that was pretty cool. How cool would that comic that be? A Star Wars, like Transformers? Transformers.
1: Oh, that'd be awesome. I know. I'd, I'd love that.
0: So uh, we did have uh, some questions and some feedback. First, uh, feedback on the Turtles episode. We had some listeners pop in to... Correct some things that were mentioned, and they just happen to be some things that maybe you mentioned. Corrections, right? Because you came why whatever for? Because you came unprepared to that episode. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. What are the corrections? Oh wait, you came just like you normally do. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. What the hell? So uh, Robert Atkins, who's uh, big into teenage mutant Ninja turtles, he wanted to provide some constructive feedback. He said uh, Kevin e- <laughs> Ke- Kevin Eastman uh, sold all his shares. Of Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles to Peter Laird in 2000. Right. They had a falling out. You didn't know which one it was. I didn't One either. of the two? I didn't know either. Uh, and it was. Uh, be- did
1: I not say one of the two? I'm giving more information about Please, it. Please continue. He Please. says,
0: because they had a falling out due to creative differences. It was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Eastman wanted. True story. No, it's because Eastman. It's always wanted- about a woman. Eastman wanted Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to have a more adult feel and mood than the franchise had taken and they were planning on going. So Laird was the woman.
1: Okay, whatever. Then go with that. Uh,
0: He said they had hardly spoken for nine years uh, previous to the buyout. Okay. Uh, He says, I believe it was an amount of about $25 million when one sold it to the other. In 2009, Nickelodeon bought the rights to TMNT from Peter Laird for about $60 million, not $90 million. When you get to 60 or 90 million, I mean. I understand, but you got it wrong. Sure. Six, 69, <laughs> that's my favorite, so we'll just go with that. It was 60 million. We're going to go with that. All right. And he says, and Laird was quoted as saying that he was giving up the Turtles because he felt he had told all the stories he needed with the characters. I'm sure the crapload of money was another incentive, he said. Word, <laughs> word. And then Travis, uh, he actually wanted to give something that he remembered from Turtles. He said, here's a little more info on the live-action Turtles concert. Like you guys said, it was called Coming Out of Their Shell, or Coming Out of Our Mm Shell. It was a live-action hour or so show that had all the Turtles singing. They basically tried to make it into an extended episode.
3: Hmm.
0: What a lot of people might not remember is that you couldn't buy the cassette at your local music store. It was only available at the show or for a limited time through Pizza Hut. Yeah, somebody said the Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah, Travis said it. <laughs> that's what I'm covering. It was him, yeah. <laughs> Travis, Jesus Christ. <laughs> somebody said that. Yeah, that's who I'm covering right now is Travis. <laughs> yeah, he knew about it. He said Pizza Hut was the exclusive distributor for a while, and you had to order a special large turtle steam pizza to get it. Not to cut you off. Well, you're but going to. Back
1: in the day. Right. Way long ago. Right. I used to be employed by Pizza Hut. Did you
0: have this cassette thing?
1: No. Um Okay. This was back in I think it was like a junior or senior in high school. I was employed at Pizza Hut uh, long enough to buy my first car. Okay. And once I bought my car, I quit. Okay. To my chagrin, I didn't think about I need to gas money and insurance money.
2: Okay.
1: I going to get another job. <laughs> but I worked there I think for like what 6 6 or 9 months. Okay. My manager's name, it was very funny. His name was Steve Miller.
0: Like, oh, the, nice like the song. Yeah. Steve Miller
3: Band. Yeah. Some people call me the space cowboy, yeah, some call me the gangster
2: of love, some people call me Maurice, cause I speak of the pompous of love.
1: So that was pretty cool that's cool I had, I had a ball it was a good time it yeah. was good you know it's work I mean you know whatever sure. make pizzas uh, you know wash some dishes cut some pies whatever so
0: yeah uh, we did have one question that came up and it was from rock okay he said ebony or ivory both <laughs> he said this one is up your alley Ryan in past pot- What do you
1: mean what up well, up your
0: alley well wait. well wait you'll hear you'll you'll hear why. But I'm going to let you But I'm going to let you answer it Good, go ahead You're not banging chicks either (laughs) We're both married We're not banging anyone (laughs) getting banged around here But if I wasn't If I wasn't married I don't have a preference Oh, I'd have like Gonorrhea or something (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't have a preference between Ebony or Ivory. No, no, whoever... Hot chicks or hot chicks, right? Yeah. But whoever raises their hand first is getting it. So here's why he says this is up my alley is what he goes into. But I'm going to let you answer because I actually think from knowing me for long enough, you might actually know the answer to this. Oh, okay. All okay. Right. Answer as Ryan. So, in the past podcasts, you and Chuck have gone back and forth over characters in comics and movies like Ripcord as to whether they should be black or white, Doc and Dial Tone whether they should be male or female, etc. My question is, Green Lantern, white or black? I'm confused. I thought white. I only asked this question because I've always have seen him as a white character. I was at Barnes & Noble buying my son some DC picture books. Uh, They're like comic books, but they're uh, for kids with less words. I buy those, too. Yeah. Anyway, in two of the books, I bought him Green Lantern is black. They were DC Super Friends books. They had Batman, Robin, Aquaman, Superman, and Green Lantern. Mm. I personally don't mind that he, uh, what he is, but my son has an Imagine X Green Lantern who's white. Yeah, it can be kind of confusing. And he told stuff. me the black guy is not Green Lantern. It's awkward. <laughs> I know you're a huge Green Lantern fan, so I nice. thought you would know. Thanks. So do you want to feel? I will answer as you. Okay. Green Lantern should be white. <laughs> no! That is not how
1: I would answer okay, it. Okay, the, the truth answer, the Ryan answer is, they are both Green Lantern. Lantern is a Lantern core. Right. So every guy who happens to wear the suit is, in fact, a Green Lantern. Right. So there could be many different types of Green Lanterns from different alien species to humans. Right. And they they once picked a black guy named John Stewart. Right. To be a Green Lantern. Right. And he was in that cartoon, the, what, the Justice, League. Justice League cartoon. Yep. And that's where you're coming in with those books at. Yep. Because at that time during that cartoon, John Stewart was the Green Lantern, not Hal Jordan or Kyle Rayner, which would be the two white right. guys they're talking about.
0: Right. Is that the right answer? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's good enough. I mean, it explains it. Right. Yeah, the but best, yeah, yeah they should Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the best way to explain it to your son, though... Is explained to them. It's uh, the Green Lanterns are like police officers, right? So if you were to call someone a police officer or a cop, it doesn't matter if they're white or black. They're just all cops. They're all police officers. It's the same thing with Green Lantern. They're all Green Lanterns. It's not their name. It's not. This right. is Green Lantern. It's yeah, more like this is Green Lantern and Hal Jordan. Green Lantern Hal Jordan. Green Lantern John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah. Now the reason why you see Guy Gardner. Yeah. Right. Now the reason why you see the black Green Lantern so often which is John Stewart is because like Chuck said the Justice League cartoon became extremely popular. They used the John Stewart character in there, I'm sure to make it a little bit more PC. Sure. Which is fine. Which sucks dick. No, it's seriously. It's fine. Seriously, they, it's
1: fine. So we, we shouldn't be I like that character. We I'm not saying I don't like him either, okay. but we shouldn't include people of different origins, nationalities, just to... Just to do it. Do right. it. Well, I agree. That's not cool. I agree with that. Like, oh, uh, the studio feels we need to add a black character in or make one of those guys black. Right. Or that we need to make one of those guys Asian or make one of those guys Indian or sure. Filipino. That's not cool. Right. Because if, if, if you set out and draw the guy Native American right. and that's your character... That's cool. You know, whatever. That's cool. From the beginning. Yeah, right? from the beginning. But if you're told to, you draw the guy... You know, um, Indian or American, Native American, and they say, you know what, Native Americans really don't sell right now. Why don't you make it either Hispanic, uh, you know, a black guy or, or a white guy? Yeah, Just because we can sell some books. And you're like, man, I don't know. That's not very, yeah. that's not what I'm going here with. Right. You know, he's he's called American Native Son, and he's kind of that's the whole title. Right. You know,
0: well, you know
1: what, call him Urban Son, and we'll make it black. Right. Not cool.
0: Yeah. Not cool. Well, that's I mean, and it goes either way. Like if you all of a sudden decide I'm going to make the character of Black Panther, a white guy. Yeah, that's not cool. That's yeah. not cool. That's not cool. Yeah, because he's a black guy. Right. Right. He's he's the king of t- t- of uh, what the hell is it called? Umambo. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Uh, anyways, we don't care about that? <laughs> oh, uh, Uga- uh, Ugandan. No, not Ugandan. Uh, U- what the hell is it called? I'm looking it up. <laughs> We're going to Google. Wakanda. 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 Wakanda yeah. I didn't even look it up. I just knew it. Wakanda. <laughs>
1: Um, because but, they, they mind the uh, Yeah
0: The vibranium Yeah there it is thanks. But the thing is It's it's an African country Yeah Of course the guy's gonna be black I mean Aside from his name being Black Panther I mean that's no, That's no, neither here nor there Because there's a black Spider-Man He's white Right Yeah Blade who's black True And if you made Blade white All of a sudden I'd be like Why the hell are you making him white Yeah that's not cool Is it just because You feel like he needs to be white I mean it doesn't make sense Yeah now, the thing with the Green Lanterns is, like I said, since I mean, they're all police officers, it doesn't, at least in the comics, it really doesn't matter. No, because... you have... They're
1: all part of a corps.
0: Yeah, like exactly. Like a police corps. Right. Or like, like soldiers,
1: like military guys. They're and all I, soldiers, yeah. but they're all from different
0: And I actually really like the John Stewart character because he was a marine, he is a, was an architect. And he's got a chip on a soldier be- ship Should- on, yeah, because yeah. he's black. Right. Well, not only that, but he he has this whole issue where he caused a planet to cease to exist. Yeah, and, he's got I mean, that going for him, which is nice. But his cons- his constructs are really detailed because he was an architect. Right. Like, and that has nothing to do with his color. That has to do with the fact that he's an architect. Yeah, he thinks up and designs right. things in his The house, fact yeah. that he creates guns is because he was a Marine, not because he was a black Marine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Whatever. But anyways, they used that character. It was a really popular show. It's an awesome show. But... That one became the one that most people knew and most people recognized. The problem was that's not the original Green Lantern character. The original Green Lantern character yeah. was Hal Jordan. No, Scott. Well, of the police force. Okay, go with that. Of the police force, Hal Jordan was the first one. But of Green Lanterns in general, yeah, Alan Scott was the first one. Now there's a YouTube clip uh, video out there. It's about just under 10 minute video, which is and I watched it last night. I just came happened to come across it. It goes through the entire Green Lantern history and by this one guy. He does an amazing job with like clips from cartoons. Yeah, we'll i cli- are watching it. No, you should really <laughs> check it out. It's under 10 minutes. It gives you the whole Green Lantern history up until uh, Rebirth. Okay, I'll check it out then. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Just type in Green Lantern history. Did you check out the one clip you'll that's find uh, the Thor, the new cartoon for Thor? Yes. That's going to be coming up with him and Loki? Yeah, it looks awesome. Phenomenal. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. But, uh, it. but like I said, if you if you are kind of lost with the whole Green Lantern thing and who all these characters are, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, all that type of stuff, just like I said, go to YouTube, type in Green Lantern History. That's what the thing is called. And it's like I said, it's under 10 minutes. This guy does an amazing job, and he w- runs through from Alan Scott all the way up to Rebirth. Yeah. Everything that's kind of happened.
1: See, there, there's no problem with us, you know, with them turning... You, the, with the, the white or black character because they're different characters. Right. They're supposed to be different characters. Right. They're not the same guy. Right. And it's just each one of them is part of the same core. But when you take a character that's already established and say, we'll, we'll say He-Man, for example. Right. He-Man's a white guy. Right. All of a sudden they relaunch it in 2002 or 2003. They make He-Man a black guy. It's that's shenanigans. Well, that's where it's wrong. That's where you have a problem with it. Fuck yeah, I have a problem with it. That's not He-Man. That's
0: but if it's Champ but, Clamp. But if, it's, but, but if it's supposed to be for me, if it's supposed to be a brand new take I don't, on the character... No, I
1: don't, I, that's not human not then then it Call it does something
0: else. Then it doesn't bother Call me. it the masters of the universe, you know. I'm just saying it doesn't bother me. I, I understand it bothers you. But we got don't that. Don't call it we the same We understand that. <laughs>
1: don't call it the same name. It's not.
0: We've understood that you it's have the a same problem thing with this. When you have a, a male
1: character and you put him to a female, it's not the same thing.
0: But when it's a brand new take it on the character. I, I, can't I know you that, can't man. deal with it. I'm saying I'm fine with it. No
1: one it. can deal with
0: that. <laughs> there it goes with those blanket statements again. <laughs> and that's the truth. No, no one can deal with that. That's shit. Yes, they can. That's shit. Yes, they can. Whatever. So, anyways. Next question. Thanks, Rock. No, that was all the questions we had. <laughs> all right, cool. So, all right, so should we get into some issues then? Ah, oh, fuck yeah. We should, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's go into our From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to okay, Chuck, we had 14 issues. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> we had a lot of shit to cover. Let's let's do infestation last. Well... Or do you want to do it first? No, we should get those out of the way first. <laughs> All right, let's do that first. But here's the thing. Well, let's cover what do we have overall. What do you have buy, borrow, snarf-wise? All right. I have seven buys. Okay. Six borrows Okay One snarf, yeah. One Wait How many of each thing again? I have 14
1: books overall Right Seven, six, and one Okay, okay, okay Seven buys Six
0: borrows And one snarf. Okay I had six buys Six borrows And two snurfs Almost the same Almost the same I'm willing to bet we're not the same on the books though <laughs> <You're> Probably right <laughs> But in the end it all evens out Right um, all right, so yeah, let's get the infestation ones out of the way here. All right. Um, so I'm going to cover, because this is just the order they came in, yes. uh, Star Trek number one. So we'll do them in the order that they were released. Okay, that's fine. So uh, so Star Trek number one. I what don't did have, you have for this? I had this as a borrow. This was my snarf. Really? I didn't like this book. This part was I was okay with at this point. <laughs> okay. At this point, I was okay. I had some problems with it, which is what made it a uh, borrow.
1: I still have my Star Trek prejudice showing here <laughs> right. at this point
0: in time. Right. Uh, so oh, it was, I it was a snarf. These books read I think I mentioned to you at one point. These books confirmed why I don't like Star Trek and why I do like Star Wars. Word. So we'll get into that once we talk about it. But let me just cover real quick the summary here. Okay. So we had uh, Kirk McCoy and Spock with some guards are traveling to a colony world called Calibus 7, Mm -hmm. where McCoy is to be honored for saving lives there. They land to find no one is there at all, and when they go exploring, they find a body down this one alley that they believe is actually dead, only to have it come alive and actually attack them. They then find themselves surrounded by zombies. One by one, the guards get taken out, and they become zombies themselves. The trio finds a power source being used nearby that they figure they, by using a scanner, and they figure let's head towards that direction. So they reach the location, uh, fighting off some zombies, only to find the place is locked. And while the zombies close in around them, uh, they actually work on getting inside the building. That was pretty much everything that happened in issue one. Yeah, I mean, there there's a couple there's other things in there, but not a lot going on. It's just. One of the... He's going to that
1: place for, like, a ceremony, award ceremony or something, yeah. and that, that's it.
0: Now, and actually, that was part of the stuff I liked. I was like, okay, he's he's grumbling because what, he doesn't... Well, yeah, because... Well, I mean, that he's grumbling because he doesn't... He doesn't... He just wants to do his job. He doesn't want to be recognized. I'm like, okay, that's all fine. But then they're like, these zombies are coming out, and they're like, okay, set phasers for stun. I'm like, it's a frickin' zombie coming. and they And they also act like they've never seen a zombie before. I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be coming from... Like, the future. And I'm sure in your past you had zombie I think stories. what it was was, honestly, their, their technical
1: readouts or something displayed some form of life still there, so they didn't want to kill it. I guess. I don't know.
0: Um, one of my big problems with this was that... Well, one is that all the red shirt guards got taken out with no problem, but yeah. our heroes made it through. And then I blame the artist on this one part. They're fighting off these zombies, right? And... All the guards got bitten right away. You know? oh, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. got taken out. There's this one scene that's on page twenty one right here where Kirk is fighting off some zombies. It he has like bit, yeah. he has three zombies hanging on him. Biting. And none of them are biting him. <laughs> the one looks like it's biting him on the I know, the one that's hanging below yeah. his leg. But of course he didn't get bit. Well, he's Kirk. He's got three zombies on him. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it it was a borrow lace that I kinda like the story, but Again, for me, overall, when it comes to star trek i 'm like, if this was Star Wars, there 'd be lightsabers out there'd be blasters out taking these people out I mean some some, some death yeah let's just you know you got you're getting swarmed let's go ahead and take them down. I mean, the one thing that was cool is they they did blow up their shuttle because yeah, jedis are peacekeepers right <laughs> <laughs> they did blow up their shuttles uh to yeah. so this way they could take out a bunch of them right, right. So, I mean, like I said, it was a borrow, it wasn't great, like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And like I said, there there was just a couple points where I was just like, okay, that doesn't make sense. And like I said, that one panel really blew my mind, because I'm like, really, the artist drew Kirk fighting off zombies, and he's got like three of them hanging on him, but none of them are biting him. <laughs> yeah. So, alright, so then uh, after that came out uh, Infestation Transformers number one. Okay. And what did you have this as? Uh, number to borrow. Yeah, I had it is a borrow also. And uh, so let me go over the summary here. Uh, fiery ship crash lands in Vegas. Zombies and possessed robots come out and start attacking. Galvatron, Cyclonus, Bayonet, and Scourge also come out blasting the zombies and robots. Optimus Prime, Bubblebee, Cup, Prowl, Wheeljack, Ratchet, Drift, and humans in battle armor all show up. Galvatron states that they are in danger and to survive, Prime needs a surrender command to him. Yeah. Uh, which I like that part. That was kind of cool. They actually obviously fight about that, of course. As they're fighting, Cup starts to have a sense that he has seen this whole thing playing out before.
1: Deja vu, yeah. Right.
0: He begins having flashbacks. The zombies and robots start to overwhelm them. So they set up a force field so the uh, problem could be contained to just that Vegas area. Galvatron explains how they got in this mess, and Cup suddenly sen- says he remembers there was never a ca- uh, person named or a robot named Bayonette, Bayonet, yeah. uh, which again I thought was kind of cool. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, then Bayonet actually skewers Cup with her hand, revealing that she is actually a piece of Brit spirit from the whole CBO, yeah, the covert vampire operation. So it was a borrow for me.
1: Yeah, I uh, mean most of the robots kind of tunish. Yeah. As far as what we're looking at and what we're expecting from the other Transformers books.
0: Yeah, I, I'm Especially not
1: like Prime.
0: I'm not real big on the art. There's some parts where the art looks kinda cool. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's it, Nick it's it there's like, some yeah. look at the
1: Prime here. I mean he, he looks, you know, tunish.
0: Yeah. I mean it look, doesn't look bad. One of the problems I had is I mentioned all the Transformers that showed up, all the Autobots that showed up. Yeah. They're not, like, when they first show up, they're not all there on that panel. And then when you go through the issue, you're like, oh, there's Wheeljack. Oh, there's Drift. Yeah, there's Prowl. It's like, oh, okay, there's supposed to be more of these guys. One of the other things that I... There's Alpha Tron. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I really did like the part, the fact that the whole... They realized that Bayonet was never one of them. Yeah. Because when I was reading the issue and they mentioned Bayonet and they show her, I was like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, am I supposed to know who this is? And it started taking me out of the story... Yeah, and then at the end, they go, there was never a bayonet. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not supposed to know who this person yeah, exactly, is. So, exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, it was it was okay. At least this one in the first issue had a tie-in to the whole uh, Brit spirit. Whereas the Star Trek one didn't. No. In the first issue, at least. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was that. So, uh, you got tra- uh, Star Trek number two. Yeah. What did you have that as? I had that as a snarf.
1: I had it as a borrow. It was okay. a little bit better than the first one, but just only because there's a little bit more action. Okay, but again, I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, where this is, we, we left off with the zombies are coming in from attacking the door. Right. Uh, Kirk and is yelling at Spock. Hey, uh, hurry up and get the damn door closed. He's like, "Soon, I'm working on it." And they managed to close it just in time. Yep. Very predictable. Uh, the zombies are coming. It he goes. Hey, hurry up! This uh, door won't last long. Well, we got to find the central computer to find out you know, what's going on, or we can find some life force, some humans, we can see what's going on and we get out of here. They come across a computer, calls himself number 37, Mm -hmm. and he explains to them what's going on, and he was talking about the maker, and it turns out there was this doctor who created all this intelligent life force, and then we get Britt. Brit comes to the doctor, takes control of him, takes control of all the things, and does the whole zombie thing, and there's a lot of explanation about that what's going on how she yeah. you know dupe the creator and all this and i like
0: that part of it i thought that
1: was kind of cool that gives you a little bit of an explanation yeah then with 37 goes and shows him the creator and he's a zombie they've got him in, isolated in his one room so then the guys get together here we got spock uh was that mccoy which yes. is and then Nick kirk and they come up with a plan to uh help him out they're going to get a vaccination going so they're going to try it out on the creator yeah. to see if it actually works they kind
0: of reverse engineer it yeah
1: So basically, they get it, and they they vaccinate him, and he's sort of human again, but he he looks still like a zombie because what it is is they can not cure him. They can isolate it, and it'll lay dormant, but he still has it. Right. So it's not a whole cure. So they're able to get him going, and what they do is they make a big gl- bunch of this glop, which is just all laying around the right. area here. Yeah, we can engineer it out. Of, it's like MacGyver. They can right. make it out of
0: anything. We have some gum, a paper clip. Yeah, yeah some rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and
1: They make a whole big tube of this purple stuff, a whole big container of this purple stuff. So they have to try it on these zombies. So they're taking them out. Uh, Kirk and Spock are fighting them off with big wrenches and whatever. And McCoy's up there just plunking away with his dart pistol gun. Because
0: you know when there's 50 zombies attacking you and you have a wrench, and you can, can take them all on. Yeah, and they
1: made a thing here. Goes, goes. Uh, Kirk goes. You know what? You should have really made two guns. Why right when you're doing making <laughs> only one gun? He goes. You know what, Jim? I was kind of busy on with Spock's big rocket thing over here. <laughs> So, they, they made some rockets, and they were going to launch him up into the atmosphere and get the whole thing going that way yep. to cure everybody. And then we have the one remaining zombie left here, the female zombie with a huge rack. Yep. So, basically, Kirk you know, confronts her, and he, she explains to him what's going on, which was already what was already explained earlier. Yep. So, you get another explanation of what's going on. Her and Kirk fight. She ends up uh, you know, hitting Kirk and knocking him down, and... He thinks he broke her neck, but she snapped it right back in. So the undead, you see that again. Then she goes through and uh, she sees Spock over there working on the rockets to launch it up to make the rain come down and cure everybody. So she's going through to go stop him, but those robots get in the way, 37 and his other, you know, 35, 36, 34, whatever they're called. So they stop her long enough for him to launch everything. And then uh, McCoy ends up hitting her with like five or six darts in the back to slow her down. And then she gets really slow, and she tries to attack Kirk and jump and get him, but he falls out of the way and he kicks like, her. He
0: like flips her. Yeah, into and she the,
1: flips into the big bat, vat of ooze or right. whatever the, the antidote that they're working on. And then they launch through the hole in the roof. Yeah, the hole in the roof. Maybe they. Maybe the well, rockets made the hole. I no,
0: think. actually, I, I saw when you were flipping through it when Britt la- comes into the building, she crashes she cra- through yeah, the she roof. The hole. Yeah. But here's the problem I have with that: she's just a person size. Yeah. And she crashes through the roof, so it would only make a hole, like, yay big, like, yeah, a couple feet, yeah, a but of all of a sudden way. they're launching three rockets through that hole. <laughs> so, yeah. it doesn't make sense when it comes to that. Um, I have a problem with the whole, we're going to make it rain to cure everybody, Yeah, and it happens like that. It's like, they launch the rockets up, oh, it's raining now, everyone's better, but we're still kind of zombies, like you said, still dormant. So... It's as if they're going to revisit this again in the future, but we know they're not going to revisit it in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, all the zombies come in; they're fighting them off with wrenches. I was like, "Yeah, I didn't really." Yeah. Uh...
1: And then but at the end of it, they launch the uh, antidote into the atmosphere. It rains. It rains on all the people. Uh, everybody's kind of cured the way the doctors, but they all still look like zombies. They're all still able to think. And the three guys that were with them, the three red shirts. Right. They have to stay on that planet
0: and be quarantined until there's yeah. a cure can be found. Right. Now, the other problem I have with this one, which is actually the problem I will have with Transformers number two... Well, was I thought you went with Star Trek overall versus Star Wars. Well, we'll cover that in a right, second, too. But um, the problem I have with the number two of this, and like I said, I have the same problem with the number two of the Transformers, is I was expecting those CVO guys from Infestation number one mm-hmm. who said, we need to go gather up her spirit from all these dimensions, I was expecting them to show up at some point. Area one of them. No, not even once. It's like they don't even go together. No. Yeah, it's like you could read these completely separate. Maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know. But you didn't make me want to read... The other yeah, book. If you're
1: just a Star Trek fan and you wanted Star Trek one and two, you don't really need anything else. Anything
0: else. It's kind of a self contained little story. Right. Which maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe. But you're doing an event book. You're supposed to make people want to buy the other. I issues. think the event book makes everybody want to buy it,
1: but if you're just a like a Ghostbuster guy and you right. want to just get the Ghostbuster stories, you two extra
0: books for an extra yeah. Ghostbuster story. Yeah. But you still don't really get what it's kind the help how, how kind the of deal a is, yeah. Poor event. Yeah. So that's That's why I didn't like this. But yeah, when it comes to the whole Star Trek versus Star Wars thing, like I said, it just reinforced for me why I like Star Wars. Star Wars, you got a lot more action, Mm -hmm. you got a lot more levels of things going on. Star Trek is too proper. It's like everyone's neat, and everyone. Like, Star Wars starts up their ships by sometimes banging on like you would a television set. Well, for the most part, (laughs) what you got is.
1: The Star Trek, the good guys have a chain of command they have to follow right. and go through. Where the good guys in Star Wars, there's really not that. No, they're all rebels. Right. There's a chain of the rebel command, but pretty much they're all rebels. Now the Empire, they have the chain of command where they have to follow through and go through,
0: but they're all bad guys. But so it's a little different. But not only that, but Star Wars, even the chain of command seems more intense. Word. Where this is, like you said, it's a little too prim and proper, and I'm not. I don't like prim and proper. Yeah. There's I, a lot more. Let's. And if, if somebody dies in Star Trek,
1: uh, it's usually the red shirts, the no-names. Right. Like, if those three guys at the end who were bitten by the zombies and had to stay on the planet, if one of them could have been, like, uh, say, Scotty or a horror, yeah. one of the guys we knew from Star Trek, it would have been a little bit better right. story.
0: Right. Until, instead of all the typical red shirts who end yeah. up dying. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars, we had Yoda died, Ben, ben Kenobi, Kenobi died, died yeah. Darth Vader died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We kill our main guys. Jar Jar should die. Word. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, Transformers number two.
1: What did you have this set
0: at? I had this as a snarf also. This was my other snarf. Did you really? Yeah, I hated it. I had it as a borrow.
1: It's almost a high borrow. No. I like this one a lot. No. Uh, You got a lot of updates about from what Gary Donne did in one. Sure. We we pick up where she's impaling cup here. Right. um, Which we find out is the piece of Brit, which is... uh, Yep. What's her name there? The, the robot, they called it. Uh,
0: uh, Bayonet. Bayonet, yeah. Yep.
1: And you see, she, here's another, they go into the whole other explanation. If you're reading all these books, you should get and understand what's going on here. You don't need right. all the explanation in every book. Right. Brick goes through and tells the whole story again of right. how the infected zombies come through. And they got her, and what her plan was for all of this. Which
0: this would have been fine, this explanation, if they didn't kind of give a short explanation in the first one. Exactly, the that's first what I'm issue. saying. Yeah. So,
1: but they were, you know, infested, and they were frozen in a rock until they were found by Galvatron's ship. They come through, and she became uh, Bayonet, Bayonet, right? And she mingled with them and hung out with them for a long time, and became one of them. And then she was explaining the whole story to them. But at the time when every they, they locked everything down, the autobots locked everything down, when she's going through an impaling cup, she's getting all the Autobot technology right so she knows exactly what's going on and then Galvatron shows up like you said, and Galvatron wants to work with the Autobots to try to end the common fo- the threat. Right. basically, what he does is they're being autobots are being overrun by the zombies, he throws this giant bomb or whatever mm-hmm. and they get away. Brick comes through with the the zombies and the, the cup who's all, you know, mangled zombie zombified now. Yeah. Or, which, you know, you're zombifying a robot, whatever. <laughs> I still don't get that. They kind of covered that. Yeah, way. still. Then they regroup here and he, he explains to Bumblebee and Prime he goes, you, you need to follow me. I've got the plan. I know what's going on. We can do this. And Bumblebee's like, No, no, no. We're not following you. You're, you're Decepticon. He goes, That's why you'll never win. Because it's not about Autobot or Decepticon right now. It's about survival. We've got to survive. It's Cybertronians surviving against this. Right. And if you don't follow me, we're not going to do it.
0: But the part I love about that, too, is like, he's willing to say that, but then he still wants to lead. Well, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, in in the book here, and he's given all the explanations. He's the one who threw the bomb. He's got all the technology. He is the advanced leader, it seems like, over prime in this book. Sure. In this story.
0: Sure. Maybe not. But I'm on to bet he wouldn't succeed yeah, uh, probably right. leadership over to Prime if he thought Prime was the right one. <laughs> yeah. So, Britt, along with Cup
1: here, they're opening up a space uh, gate here to try to, space station, space bridge, to try to go into Cybertron back in the past and zombify everything. Right. So if they change the past, it changes the future. So the Autobots are trying to stop it with uh, Galvatron here. <laughs> By the time they, they she gets through and she, get, she got all the uh, Autobot knowledge from Cup, we have a dome. Right. That they placed over top of them, which was Autobot technology that the Autobots can't get in. The only one that's in the dome is the zombies, Brit and Cup. Mm-hmm. So uh I think it's uh Prowl here. He's uh reverse engineering a, th- a device here to get into Cup's mind and subconscious, that's why I had that cigar to suppress it. Yeah. But if he doesn't have the cigar, he could be reached, you know, telepathically and he's going on with this thing set like, fight it cup, you gotta fight it, remember who you are, blah blah blah. And he's going insane. Yeah. So he, he goes. Enough! I've got to do this. I've got to end it, no matter what. And so he destroys the space bridge, right? Which in turn destroys himself, Brit, the zombies, everything. So it all exploded, and they were in contained in that bubble. So everything exploded in bubble. He sacrificed himself, yeah, to save everybody.
0: Right. So that's pretty much you know. So cup is gone.
1: Yeah, and then and then Galvatron, you know, leaves with his Decepticons, and the Autobots are you yeah. know left. The wonder
0: and pick up the pieces, yeah. and
1: it all continues in a new book by Abbott Lanning. You know, Galvatron returns.
0: Right, Hearts and, of Darkness, and the act- yeah, the the heart of uh, Hearts of Darkness is supposed to actually, or Heart of Darkness is supposed to be a lead-in story to a Transformers event that's coming out called Chaos.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's going to be that Galvatron book plus the regular G- uh, Transformers ongoing book is going to have issues that lead right up to the Chaos, Chaos event. Yeah. So just like GI Joe's having the big Civil War event going on, Transformers is supposed to have this big Chaos event going on. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Stay tuned. The big things with with the Transformers issues is, I guess, because they were. I remember when Infestation was coming out, they said especially Transformers is going to have something that comes out of it, and it like seems like the it seems like Galvatron. Well, that Galvatron is back because mm-hmm. Galvatron was gone right. for a while, and now he's back, and that evidently that Cup's dead. So, yeah, Sacrifice himself. So, all right, uh, going into the next one was, I believe, uh, G.I. Joe number one of okay. infestation.
1: All right, so basically, what we have here is some uh, we're having a submarine under the Pacific Ocean here. We have a couple of eels, they're getting ready to dive and some and go on a mission. The one eel tells them, He goes, Why are we doing this? This is kind of a crap mission for us, we're a little highly more trained for this. Then the Baroness comes in and tells me, you know what, uh, if you want to you know, bitch and moan about this, uh, you, you don't have to go. Mm-hmm. So she cuts his uh, air supply, fills the chamber full of water, and he ends up just drowning. Right. Which is cool. And what they're going after <clears throat> is they're going after three G.I. Joes on a sailboat. Yeah. And they're like a, like a decoy kind of thing, or they think they're a decoy, or they're going to be the ones carrying the thing. Yeah. As a diversion. And you've got two Joes who are trying to initiate, like initiation to try to be Joes. Right. And psych out. Uh, one of them is called Dolphin, I guess, and the other one is... Uh, I don't even remember what Yeah, they, they gave a name to him. They die. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make it. The recruits don't make it. Uh, but he brings night goggles on. They're supposed to be totally, you know, no tech, no nothing right. on this mission. That's why I have a sailboat. The Cobra Eels board the ship. They fight him off as best they can. The Joes do, but the Joes get captured. Psych out is being interrogated by the Cobra Interrogator. And he tells him, you know, it's a pleasure to meet someone of your highly intelligence. Mm-hmm. So in this story here, Psych-Out is like a freaking super genius.
0: Yeah. He's like Rain Man or something, so. <laughs> Why do you have this this idea that Psych-Out is not smart? In regular continuity, he's not that bright as they're making him out to be. How do you know? Flat didn't, flight. wait, didn't... I know, didn't, I know. No, didn't Psych-Out make the prison... That was holding Storm Shadow and Baroness in The Real American Hero. If
1: he made the prison, Storm Shadow got out. He ain't that brave.
0: That's because Storm Shadow's amazing. He's a ninja. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You can't teach ninja. Right. But it had all that high tech and everything else. Psych out made that. Yeah. So he must be somewhat smart. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just don't like the character. I really don't. So you assume (sighs) he's dumb. Yeah, I really don't. It's kind of like what you do to me. Right. You assume I'm dumb because you you don't like me. I I like you. I never said you were dumb. You shouldn't, (laughs) because I'm not. I never said you were. Okay, all right. One of us said one of the other one was dumb. I can't remember who it was. It might have been me said that you were dumb. No. (laughs) Anyway, it may have have been me saying you were dumb. I I think that's what it was. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, at least that uh, one's accurate. Well, hey, (laughs) more or less. All right. So go ahead. One six a dozen of another. Right. so they take the other
1: recruit down here and they're showing him in the water with a couple of eels in front of Psych out and they're trying to, you know, make him talk and tell us something. So the Cobra eels just end up killing the guy. Uh, but basically what they want to do is the cargo they were carrying was, a, a, in the case, it's like a robotic human arm and they want to know what it is because they're trying to engineer some bats to try All to right. make them more combat ready and, and more like human accurate with their uh, reflexes. Yep. So then there's a doctor here working on them, and the doctor's in a wheelchair, and she's got ulterior motives to try to make this uh, artificial bat work because she wants to use its technology to make her legs work again. So she wants to use it as a prosthesis, where the cobra wants to use it as as a weapon. Yep. So creative differences with the other guy here, the other doctor in the room. She wants to do it and push ahead. He doesn't feel they're ready. And the Baroness comes over and tells them, look what we found, you know, take this, reverse engineer it, make it work, or you're going to be expendable. Right. Because it's easier for us to just steal what the GI Joe's has, as opposed to you make it work and we keep you alive. Right. So your time to us is very, very short if you don't make this work. Yep. So the Baroness being the Baroness, uh, the doctors end up getting to work here, and the one doctor in the chair here, which is kind of Oracle-esque, I guess, they kind sure. of drew her the same kind of way with yeah. the glasses, you yep. know, so... She ends up taking this thing and sticking it in her back and trying to make her legs work. Her legs are all wired and everything, so she's trying to program it to see if she can make it do it. And she can't, so she gets dejected. Now, then we pan back to Psych out here, and he sees the the Joe grunt, uh, you know, floating in the water. He goes, "Yeah, he really didn't know anything. He's not even a full fledged Joe yet. You really didn't have to kill him. I told you he has that." She goes, "Yeah, to your credit, he didn't crack or squeal. You know, yeah, because he didn't know anything. He's like, I told you that, right." And you're like, well, what's going on? What is this? And he's like, you know, honestly, we don't know. Yeah. And he goes, we found it. And it was in our our base, our pit. It took everything we had to lock it down and contain it. Yeah. And you guys are letting it out. We could barely get away from yeah, it. Yeah. You guys shouldn't do this. It's going to kill us all. Yeah. Because we don't even know what this thing is. Yep. And then they pan back to the doctor in the lab. The doctor is uh, hooking this thing up for another test. And then the the arm starts taking over since it's controlled and hooked into the the computer system of the the Cobra base. So the the sub there, the arm starts taking over. Yeah. So it, it zaps the doctor. and it looks like it kills her. And then the Baroness has a gun to out's head, and, and he goes through the whole thing. He's like, look, I told you what this thing was. It holds a virus. It's going to, you know, cause mass destruction and mayhem. He goes, you shouldn't let it out. I don't know what's going to happen to us. It's going to kill us all. Yeah. So then the computer system logs on because the arm is telling it what to do. It activates all the bats. The bats take control, and they're coming after everybody, and they're shooting all the Cobra Vipers here, and the Baroness is like, you're you're silly, this is, you know, whatever, this is an arm, it can't do that, you trying to tell me it's alive, it has a thought process, it's an arm, you know, artificial arm, he goes, hey, it's your funeral, and he goes, you know, it's really mine, too, because I'm stuck here, too. Right, yeah. (laughs) Which I thought that was cool. Yep. So, basically, the Baroness hears all the shooting, she goes, what's wrong, are we under attack? The Viper goes, yeah, I don't know, there's been a, you know, breach, he goes, well, then go find out, you idiot, you know, what's going on? So they go back and they're looking, and you see the doctors dead. All those guards are dead. They're marching on. Now the other two doctors who make it out, they go to the animal research lab, right? And where all the, the
0: testing are the area, right? At.
1: And they're locked in there. And some vipers who kind of made it through are still shooting up. One, two of the guys are really shot bad up. They get in there and they're like, "Shut the door! Shut the door!" You know, our buddies guy got, got killed. And so what happens is they're locked in there and they're like, what the hell's going on? Like, we don't know. These robots start attacking us. The bats went crazy. And the arm unlocks all the animals' cages and all these animals are hooked up to different sensors and stuff for testing. And now the arm's in control of all these animals. And, I mean, that's pretty much where it... Well, and
0: I took it that Brit's spirit entered that doctor through the arm. I think... Like the the hunger took her over. She's actually the one in control because it keeps showing her face... The yeah. doctor with these red eyes now. I think she's in control. I don't think the arm necessarily is doing anything more. I think the arm sent something into yeah, her. Yeah, we don't
1: even know what the arm is from or where
0: it's from. Maybe I assume it's from one of the zombie robot type things. Like yeah. I mean, crossing over. They give over.
1: no explanation about it. So
0: this one was uh, this one for me was a buy. It's one of the first infestation stories that I actually liked. I gave it a borrow. Um, I loved it. I thought there were, The thing I liked too is I thought that I there mean, were, Only
1: because I don't know where the arm's
0: from. Well, I felt like it just came from that. I I feel like that's part of the mystery, and that's the thing I like about it. Yeah, is, we'll
1: probably find out in number two. Right.
0: And the other thing I like about it is, you know, Psych-Out was a cool... They made Psych-Out a pretty cool character. I like it whenever they take a character that was kind of nobody before, like, like they did with like Bazooka. And Chuckles. And Chuckles, and they actually make them kind of cool. I love the opening where the Baroness, like, cuts the one guy's air tank. Yeah, for insubordination. Insubordination and all that. And then... I just, I like close quarters, they're in trouble, it builds up this anxiety and everything else. I felt like you could have done this issue without even the infestation thing, like, because you're... Yeah,
1: the, if something got a hold of their computer and right. made a lockdown activated all the bats, the bats are the ones actually killing people, Causing so it's, the not, problems, it's not even right. A zombie. Right. We just have a robotic arm that
0: we don't know where the hell it's from. Right. But I, like I said, I loved it. the The action was really There's good.
1: There's no Brit in this one. There's no no, no yeah, Brit. I'm sure
0: the Brit will be. I'm sure Brit will be in the next part one. Two, yeah. Um. But as far as just a story is what made it a buy for me. Yeah, I I if gave it, it a borrow. Is if I'm looking at it from a standpoint of if this ties into Infestation, it'd probably be a borrow. But I honestly think you could buy that issue, having got nothing else from Infestation, and still enjoy that story. I think, and I also like the layer of giving this doctor who we might never see again yeah they actually made her a pretty in-depth character because she's in a wheelchair she's doing this technology and you find out so that she can walk again she, one day yeah and it's like wow that's you, why she joined Cobra so she can build yeah. the technology to it's make like it wow you artificial. actually gave some depth to yeah. a character we might never see again and the other
1: two guys just wanted to have their research done in public right so
0: so that's why they joined
1: all right last
0: infestation issue was Ghostbusters.
1: Uh I actually I actually like the Ghostbusters one. Uh yeah, probably I, the
0: best. See, I didn't like it the best, but but still I liked it's still it. a borrow. Yeah. I gave it a borrow, I give it a high borrow. Maybe too. Maybe a low buy. Yeah. So
1: Basically we open up here, um with this guy, he like crashes his car into a telephone pole but he ran over a zombie. Mhm. The zombie bites the guy and then there's Brit. Right. All vampire looking. We pan to you know uh, a couple of the Ghostbusters. They're on the streets here. We have Ray and Bankman, uh, Peter and Ray. So they're busting some ghosts. They trap the ghosts and they tell them, you know what? Uh, here's what we do. Uh, you know, we we don't shoot at Peter's head, Ray. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some uh, Ghostbusters humor. Yeah, going you can for you, the whole when thing. you read
1: this and you read the dialogue between the Ghostbusters, you can hear them the talking, talking for, yeah. from the movie. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Then we see the the zombie coming through here, and and Egon appears, and the rest of the, and Winston appears. Mm-hmm. So and Egon is fascinated by it. He goes, you know, this this man almost has no soul left, and they're looking at right. it. because all the ghosts they've busted before have just been apparitions, right? Oh, and this guy's full body, and they haven't really contacted or seen anything like this before. Yep. And they and Egon is fascinated by it, and Ray's fascinated by it, and Peter's like, just shoot it. Yeah, And Winston's like, yeah, let's go. Let's just get a yeah. trap and go. We got all these traps full and their containment unit is broken. So yeah. have you fixed that yet?
0: That's one thing we find out in this. I don't know if it comes from an earlier Ghostbusters story, but we find out that their containment unit's actually kind of broken and that something has gotten out. Yeah, something has gotten out, but they don't know what it is yet. Uh,
1: but they have everything still in the traps, but they have right. emptied all these traps. So, And they're like, well, I, w- I want to get this on some footage and document this because this is great. And it keeps walking to him, but zombies, I guess, are walking real slow. So yeah. Like, yeah, this is fascinating. And he's like, you know what? Before it gets right up on
0: us, let's just back the fuck up a little bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then they... Uh, and they, they literally say that in The Issue. Yeah. Like, let's back the fuck up a little yeah.
1: bit. <laughs> so then they, 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 they come back a little bit, and I think it's Winston. He actually throws the stream at him and, you know, fires him up here a little bit. But, and he kind of eats it. <laughs> yeah, but he explodes. He right. doesn't get contained. He just explodes, and all this black slime falls out. Then a the black slime falls on a cat, and it just starts it deteriorating. It turns flesh it in in, off. Yeah, yeah, it turns
0: into this nasty-looking, that picture yeah, is so cool-looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. So
1: the, the guys are like, yeah, we got a little bit of this stuff on our suits here, but let's, let's blast this cat first. So they blast the cat. He, he, you know, flames up. Right. So they're like, yeah, let's get the hell out of here. He goes, uh, let's get some of that zombie crap off our uniform. Right. So they're driving back in Ecto-1, and they're like, uh, you know what, Peter, uh, before we uh, do this here, uh, you shouldn't be going commando <laughs> while we're stripping down the right. skivvies here. He goes, hey, it's better to be safe than sorry. He's he like, hey, yeah, you really didn't get that much on you. Why are you stripping down? Right.
0: That was the funny part. So,
1: yeah, Venkman just riding nude in Ecto-1 while the other guys were taking their uh, uniforms off because they don't know what the slime is right. doing because it affected it.
0: And that's true uh, Ghostbusters fashion because if you remember in the first movie, Venkman didn't get much of that marshmallow goo on him mm-hmm. either, but everyone else got completely covered. yeah. And so he's the star. So I feel, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's kind of a, maybe a little nod to that by the yeah. fact that Bankman didn't get much on him, but he still felt the need to get his clothes off too. Yeah. And go with Amanda. Right.
1: And then we pan to the next day. We're here at the firehouse. Jean's answering the phone. Uh, you know, they're getting a lot of calls about, you know, dead people, zombies, which is pretty kind of normal yeah. for them. But he's like, uh, your your dog bit somebody. He goes, yeah. Call a you know, don't call us. We can't do anything about that. So then Peter makes a joke about you know vampires and drinking wine, and he goes, I didn't know vampires drank wine. I thought they drank blood. And so right. there's a lot of the jokiness going yeah. on back and forth with the Ghostbusters. I thought that was pretty cool. And then when a zombie breaks into the or comes through the door of the fire station, and he's like, Egon, yeah, we got a problem down here. Yeah, you got to get down here. Move it or lose it. Yeah. He goes like, yeah, I'm busy. I'm studying something. So Peter, what he does is he throws a trap at the zombie and he hits him with a in the head and he knocks his eye out of a socket, which was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And it lands and he, he opens up the trap and he can contain the, the zombie, pretty much inside the trap here. Yep. So they figure that out and they find that out and, and you know Egon's analyzing it the way Egon does, and he takes it and he looks at it and then the zombie ends up being like just a big giant like black statue, yeah. but it's not moving toward him. So what they do is Egon's figuring this out. He can take another. Like a paranormal ghost zombie, open it up and attach it to the the black the mass that's left behind, Right. and it just it blows
0: up. Right. So it can kind of kill both. Right. And it neutralizes the black slime, so even if they get hit with it, they're not going to turn. They're to not going to turn into zombies, yeah. right? So it's a good way to get rid of what
1: they have the traps there, and a good way to get rid of the zombies. He's like, right. now we just got to go find some zombies because we got all these traps of trapped right. and ghosts. And then Ray calls in, and he goes. Hey uh, guys, I, I I know what got out of the containment unit. Right, because he's driving this car, and uh, yeah, it's the State Buff Marshmallow
0: Man. Yep, very cool. He got out. Yep, and yeah, like I said, there was parts I liked about it. It was almost a buy for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, you know, if it was just a Ghostbusters story, I'd be like, okay, it was a good Ghostbusters story. I would too. But the fact that they're trying to tie it into Infestation, and there's and no, there was really nothing to no, tie it into it. Yeah, no Brit. No, there's it's no just Brit the zombies. Yeah, exactly. So. That's what made it kind of a borrows, because I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be infestation, but there's How's really it tying in, There's yeah. no real tie other than the zombie. Right. So, um, glad we went to the stripper format, where yeah. we where we don't spend 15 minutes. Oh, wait. You are spending 15 minutes on each issue. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's because someone didn't do their homework. Whatever. No. All right. So, uh, I'm going to cover Real American Hero. Uh, G.I. Joe Real American Hero, number 163. That's a buy. Uh, really? No, really? I'm shocked. I, <laughs> uh, I actually had this one as a buy also. Oh, okay. I'm and shocked. <laughs> you I should know. be. I know. Uh, and it's because it wasn't as cheesy as past ones have been. It actually mm-hmm. got a little bit more serious. So just to give you a quick rundown, and this is the stripper format. Yeah. Baroness is in a holding cell, and she trashes the camera that's in there because uh, causing every, all the Joes... To go nuts saying like they decide they're going to actually install some better stuff in there. Dr. Mindbender actually confronts Billy telling him that he thinks that Billy's using the brainwave scanner a little too often. And Billy's like, I find it invigorating and there's yeah. really no harm in me using it. Uh, Storm Shadow sneaks out of the pit and he's actually met up by Scarlet and Spirit who actually give him some clothes and some money. She, they said we passed her on a collection plate. And they tell going to go, go save Snake, snake Eyes. Yeah. So uh, they basically are trusting him to go save Snake Eyes. We then see Snake Eyes sneaking into the brainwave scanner room, and he begins to use it. And he kind of, in the images that we see, he actually travels through the past, some past memories that that he has. Uh, And in the process, he comes across a set of keys. And again, this is all kind of taking place in his mind. So these keys are kind of metaphorical keys, I guess, of sorts. Uh, we see Destro with Zartan, and they uncover where the struggle happened between Lady J and Baroness, and they determine that they can't just go in and get her. They're going to have to send a small unit that can actually infiltrate and rescue her. So Zartan kind of is probably going to have to impersonate some Joes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy can actually sense that someone is using the brainwave scanner, uh, so he runs only to see that on the screen that Snake Eyes... Using those keys, mm-hmm. has it been able to now access the administrative access? And you see uh, Billy yell out "No," and then you also get a glimpse of Doctor—I assume it's Doctor Venom. Dr. Venom. It's also yeah. saying no because Doctor Venom pretty much took over Billy at this point. Yeah. And we see Snake Eyes walking into an open field type room with those keys, and then that's where the issue kind of left off. Um, I. Liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was I'm interested fun.
1: to see exactly how they play out the whole right. Billy Doctor Venom thing. Yeah,
0: there was yeah, a lot of action the, going uh,
1: on. Yeah, how St- Storm Shadow is going to get Snake Eyes yeah. eventually. I like what's going to happen with those two. I
0: liked uh, Spirit and Scarlet running into Storm Shadow and saying, you know, here we want we're trusting you to go save uh, Snake Eyes, and I think Scarlet even says something like, "He'll either save them or die trying." Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So, that was a buy. Uh yeah. Might as well cover the two G.I. Joe... Uh, G.I. Joe number 26 and G.I. Joe number 27. So, G.I. Joe number 26, what did you have this as? A buy. Uh, I had this as a borrow. It's a high borrow. Okay. But it was a borrow because it was a little bit more of like a setup issue for what was coming next. I liked it. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of action, uh, yeah. but not a lot happened in it, I guess, is what caused it to be a borrow for me. Well, let me run down what All happened right. and... You can let me know your thoughts. Snake Eyes and Helix start taking down Cobra soldiers, because remember, they transported there. Uh, Snake Eyes gets to the command center, and this allows them to let Hawk know where they actually are. Cobra Commander is alerted to the problems at the mass center and decides to actually, they need to just blow the whole station. And this would actually cause them to strand those that were left on the moon. Right. Uh, Helix is wounded while she's fighting some of the Cobra Grunts, but they still win the battle, and they. Uh, end up taking the mass scientist, which is Copperhead and Dr. Orizama. they escape with the scientists. they take over a copra vehicle on the outside, uh, but it, as the base blows up, they find themselves at at the edge in their vehicle at the edge of a sheet of ice that's falling backwards right so that's pretty much everything that happened.
1: Well, it wasn't uh, the 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 doctor Orizama and it was orizama, the, yeah, and it was the uh, the one that was Destro's... Uh,
0: that's Copperhead. Cop- Copperhead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't... Is, it, is her name Copperhead? Well,
0: that's the code name the she took. All right, well... Yeah. I don't remember what her real name is, but she went started going by Copperhead. Yeah. But, like I said, not a lot happened. The base blew up. Well, yeah. What it was
1: basically was the beginning was a lot of action continuing from the other one, and at the end, they're going away, and they right. escaped in one of those Cobra yeah. Arctic, his tanks, so...
0: And like I said, for me, it was a setup issue. It was fun. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was... It was good. It was fun. It was just, it was a setup issue for the end, you know, the end of it all. So, um, G.I. Joe number 27, what'd you have for this? A buy. I had this as a buy also. So Snake Eyes launches some grapplers from the vehicle that they're in, which saves them from sliding backwards. The scientists attack uh, Helix, well, really Copperhead attacks her, and uh, gets her gun. And then Dr. Orizama gets a hold of a gun also, and he he holds uh, Snake Eyes, uh, hostage there. Yeah, he puts the gun to him. Right, Baroness orders uh, the Cobra evacuees to actually turn around and go back and get Doctor Ozama. Like, she's like, "What the hell? You left him there." Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Turn your ass around That's and go the get guy him." We need, yeah. Right. Uh, so while they're being held, Snake Eyes and Helix are being held hostage. Snake Eyes actually finds a moment to get the gun away from Doctor Orizama. Just as this happens, Copperhead she reacts to the whole thing, hap- the struggle happening. And I think, it seems like it was by accident, she ends up shooting Dr. Orizama and killing him. (laughs) Uh, Helix, at this moment, stabs Copperhead in the arm, so this way she can get the gun away from her. The vehicle is now controlled by Dialtone and Shareware back at the Joe base. They give them code so that they can control it. And what they do is they run it like a a video game, and they plow through the troops that are coming back. And the troops don't realize that this. they think it's just just another Cobra vehicle, so they demolish them. Iceberg and a team of Joes uh, paratroop in for assistance. And then Baroness tells Cobra Commander about the loss at the base uh, and the loss of Dr. Orizama, and he says that the loss is acceptable. Yeah, it's unfortunate but acceptable he says he needs to head to the uh, section 20 and Baron says I don't know what that is and he goes well it's an island north of Japan which is a reference to him being in the Cobra book right. the G.I. Joe Cobra book because then they go three weeks later uh, the Joes get, they catch a sing- signal that says the commander is dead that's all they were able to pick up was something that said the commander is dead and uh, this was after a nuke went off yeah and we're going to be covering that in a moment. Yeah. But uh, they also caught a, sig- a message, and what they which actually came from the moon. So they decided to use the Hubble telescope to and they get an image, to right. get an image. And what they see is that dug into the ground is the words "help us," and it's dug by a bulldozer. Yeah. So that's all the Cobra agents that were left behind up there, and that's the end of the issue. Yeah. And I loved it because you left them on a cliffhanger, right. Of like what's going to happen now with those. I love the fact that they fi- finally we have confirmation that the book Cobra G.I. Joe Cobra and the G.I. Joe ongoing are in the same universe merging together that they, they actually are the same world They're the same continuity because for a while there because they were so different looking and kind of different characters at times it wasn't 100% I wasn't 100% sure wasn't that either. they were tied in together but this book finally confirms that yes this Cobra Commander and that Cobra Commander are the same Cobra Commander. So that's why it would end up being a buy for me.
1: Yeah, I liked it overall. And I liked the beginning of it um, where the, the Joes could control of Snake Eyes' his ship because he didn't know how to work it because of right. Cobra technology. And they patched into it and they're driving it for him and they save him from the ice and yep. save him from the other Cobra Troopers. So it, it was good. It yeah. was good overall. I liked it. I yeah. really enjoyed it.
0: I really enjoyed that one. And it, it leads up to the whole Civil War stuff that's going to be coming up. So Yeah, so that's a G.I. Joe event that's coming yep. up. Yep. So uh, do you want to cover uh, G.I. Joe Cobra? Sure. G.I. Joe cover number 13. Yeah. Um, what would you have this as? The solid buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the buy of all buys. Yeah, uh, this is good. Yeah. Of all the books we're covering. So I might actually have liked this one better than uh, Cobra number 12. I don't know. Was, I mean, they're both like really good. Like don't. 1A, 1B. Yeah, so... All right, so go ahead.
1: So we, we take off. We open it here with... Uh, it finishes with Chuckles and Tomax here. They they are fighting, and he, he takes him, and he... Get, you know, we want him to get up here. We got, we got stuff to do. We got work to do. And he slaps his hand. He goes, unhand me. So the, he, you know, gets him by gunpoint. He takes him through the corridors, and he starts to tell another Viper, you know, hey, you got to help me. He's This is Chuckles. He's killed the government commander, blah, blah, blah. He's like, they're not going to believe you. They believe me. Yeah. So then he opened the door and there's a big panel of the Cobra Commander laying there dead, shot, you know, right, blasted. That's awesome. Yep. He says, oh my god, you actually did it. Yeah. And Tomax can't believe it. He goes, "Who me? No, no, Zaymon did that.
0: Yeah. Because I didn't
1: do it. It was my brother. He's like, yeah, uh, there's only one bullet in the gun, and he killed the commander. Right. So he goes, yeah, you want me to believe that? You want me to help you? Because he you're not gonna, do, you're gonna, you're gonna do it because you're a coward. Yeah, so they play on that part of it. Then they they go through the whole thing. He goes, "We got to get out of here because mm-hmm. once this stuff you know hits the fan, the shit's gonna hit the fan here." Right. So they they walk through and they they come across Big Boa here, and then he he he's talking to himself, chuckles, talking to himself. He goes, "If I can just get past this guy here, we can make it." Right. And then he's not gonna say anything because he's a coward. He wouldn't
0: say it. But he chirps up, right? Tomax Tomax actually tells yeah. him like he just killed the but commander. The commander's dead. He's like, what? He's like, shut up. He's like, and this is where the line of our episode came from. He's like, he, uh, Big, Big Boa, Boa. says, uh, Chuck, what the hell is this?
1: Because <laughs> so. the Big Boa actually has a, a love and admiration for the commander because he took him in, right? So they, so they fight. They fight. They tell him everything that's going on. Chuckles and Big Boa kind of have it out. And it's almost like he breaks his gun, almost breaks his arm, yeah, Tomax gets away, Chuckles takes a fucking beating here. Oh
0: yeah, he gets beat up good. Yeah. And Tomax, yeah, Tomax gets away, he meets up with the Baroness. <laughs> meets
1: up with the Baroness, and they, they go over that information, and the Baroness doesn't know what to believe out of him, so she has him at gunpoint for a while. We go back, Chuckles is still taking an ass whooping, yep. but he ends up taking part of the gun that uh, Big Boa broke, and jamming it into his neck, and just killing him. Yep. So that was pretty cool. So Chuckles is a fucking bloody pulp mess, but he's still got to get out of there. So he goes down and he finds an open sub. He goes, hey, you know, it's pretty lucky here. The sub, the hatch is open, so he falls down in there. And who's down in there? Who's in the sub? He meets.
0: But Tomax. Tomax.
1: Yeah. They're both hiding in the same spot because uh, the, the base is on high alert. There's, you know, sounds and alarms going off. The Baroness has got everybody looking for people. And so they have the confrontation the dialogue back and forth with each other. He's like, we're going to get out of here, and the captain's going to drive me out of here, and I'm going to kill you. He's like, the captain, like, ah, I killed her. He's like, you're not going to do anything. We're both going to get caught, and they're going to believe me, because I'm part of Cobra, and you're not. You're a Joe." Yep. And he goes, you know what? He goes, And then Chuckles goes and takes the, uh, the key from the captain's neck, and it's the key to activate the nukes. hmm And he put it in there, and he's talking to himself back and forth, about, you know, he never really had the strength to do this and how he went through. And he made it, they made him kill his partner and everything like this. Right. And he goes, you know, what? I, I owe this, you know, in memory. He's, I'm not doing it in memory of Jinx. He's, I'm doing this, yeah, for me.
0: Right. So he turns a nuke on, activates it. And boom. And boom, just just kills him. Yeah. So and what
1: happens is... And
0: you have to assume that Tomax is dead. You have to assume that Chuck... No, was, no. Or, no, or not Zay- Tomax, Zaymat's dead. You have to assume that Chuckles is dead.
1: Yeah, because the Baroness evacuates Cobra Island with the head of Cobra first, which would be her, Tomax, and everybody else who is in charge of Cobra. Right. Then the Vipers are told to get off after they yep. leave. So the the head of Cobra leaves, which is Tomax and the Baroness. Now Zaymont was down in the sub right. with Chuckles, and they both die because Chuckles
0: kills them both. Yep. And that's the thing that made me go, "Holy crap!" Like, yeah. Okay, last issue we killed Cobra Commander. This issue, Chuckle sacrifices himself, like and kills Zaymot. and kills Zaymot, Which who would have thought you're going to kill one Three main character? Well, not only that, but you're killing one of the twins. Yeah, it's like is I don't think they've ever been separated. Yeah, that. could you yeah. can you kill Tomax with or Zema without killing Tomax? <laughs> I guess, yeah. And like, can they survive without each other? Like, is we're going to find out? Yeah, I mean, it was just really cool because this series is only about a little over a year old, and like you said, they just killed three main characters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been following we've been following Chuckles for two years now. Mm-hmm. And all this happens, so... Yeah, because in the, the, the previous four issues before that, um, what they I figured, really made them relevant, and it, then it's hit dead. Yeah. Um, I figure what we'll do is, I'll cover the Transformers issues real quick, and maybe we'll save the Star Wars ones for next time, just because we're running pretty long. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, let me just fly through these here. Uh, we have... For Transformers number sixteen, uh, we have you know the whole breakout happened where Bumblebee got blasted with a Megatron gun-looking gun. Yeah, I, I gave this a buy. I gave this one. This one was a borrow for me. Really? Yeah, it was good, um, but it wasn't great. I thought it was. I liked it. It just wasn't a buy. I'm trying to focus on stuff that I would want the listeners to you know say, tell them, go get this one. And yeah, but if you get just the
1: jam-packed major giant issue buy of the week, then you're not going to know what led up to it.
0: Yeah, I understand that, right. but that doesn't make this issue a buy automatically just because the next one is good. True. True. Um, so anyways, Ultra Magnus and a whole convoy of Autobots are trying to get Bumblebee to safety. A lot of them get banged up because they still have humans chasing them down and they're still shooting with the Megatron gun. Yeah, Gears gets injured. Right. Braun decides that he knows where they can maybe get some help. Uh, so he goes speeding off by on his own. We see Starscream tracks down Thundercracker, and he's like, you know, you were, a, I know that why you made the choices you made as far as helping the other side, but you were always one of my best Seekers, and, you know, I need you on my side, and Thundercracker turns him down, and basically Starscream's like, you don't turn your back on me. And no just, one turns down Starscream. Right, and just blasts him. Yeah. Uh, Braun then shows up and gives starscream just an ass whooping i love the fact they use Braun too oh it's yeah like
1: one of these toughest if and not the toughest and, and he
0: looks him, cool yeah. as hell on page 11 there oh, right? yeah. just um but yeah he just starts beating the shit He's out of just starscream, starscream. Yeah. just abuses him yep uh and every time starscream is about to use something on him he just hits breaks him, him yeah hits him again so then we uh see all of a sudden that the humans get blasted by something and here what it is it's Uh, megatron in his new form swooping down as a plane he's like kind of like a stealth bomber looking thing yeah and they all the autobots start attacking him because they know they have to get past him yeah he's very black and gray with a lot of purple outlining and megatron just kind of laughs it off and says that they're pathetic you can't harm me yeah exactly and then he just fires his cannon at them yeah Yeah. levels them and ultra magnus is laying on the ground and uh, all of a sudden, uh, he gets Megatron gets zapped from the back, and here it's the some of the humans that are left uh, with the Megatron guns, and he just says disgusting creatures and blasts them to th- there's nothing but skulls left. Yeah, and he picks up one of their skulls and yeah with his hand. And Ultra Magnus is like crawling towards Mega, trying to still try to stop him, and you know that that's just not going to happen. Then we go into this harbor, and there's. Uh, bubbling happening and we see coming out of the water is optimus prime and a bunch of the autobots plus the humans that were actually shot down in their plane before so so that was issue number 16 and again i think i like like, it was a lot of action it was a lot of action but again i think for me it was maybe because it was a setup issue again uh for what's coming next i liked it don't get me wrong i enjoyed it it's a high borrow sure but issue number 17 that's a good buy this is a buy. This would have been the buy if it wasn't for Cobra. Right. <laughs> this this would have been my buy of all the books if it wasn't for Cobra. Sure. So uh, we see here that uh, Spike actually wakes up because he had a dream of them being trapped in that trailer thing. that Underwater. Yeah. Underwater. And when we actually find out that that's how they survived, they went into the trailer and the Autobots protected them. Yeah, the
1: humans. Cause right. The Autobots didn't need to breathe the air, but the humans right. did.
0: So then uh, they get they get a message from uh, from Megatron Mm -hmm. uh, who has Ultra Magnus there and he's like you know Prime you need to meet me and so they all decide to head out to where he's at and there's this uh, the title page which is page five is just all of them there I wish I had the art for page five it's nice it's got broadside there it's got uh, skyfire. You know, Jazz looks badass. Yeah. I mean, it's got all the major like, well, players there. Supreme, or who is it? Well that's broadside, broadside up there, or, uh, yeah. Um he's the triple changer that changed into right, the battleship right, and the airplane yeah. and everything else. We got Cliff Jumper, Ratchet, Red uh, Red Alert, Spikes there, Prowl. you got Prowl. Yeah, uh, okay, Optimus Prime. Prime, yeah. So, so then we got uh, Brawn. He's standing over Starscream. Yeah, the carcass of yeah. him almost. He beamed almost an inch of his life. Yep. And he asks Thundercracker if he's okay, and he's and Thundercracker's like, "I need Ratchet." So he has a choice to make. He's do like, it, "I can only take one." Right. He's <laughs> like, "Can I save? Do I save Thundercracker or do I take out Starscream?" And then tear take him to prison. Take yeah. him to prison, and he decides he's going to save Thundercracker. Uh, Prime shows up at the location where uh, Megatron, Megatron is, and we see that Soundwave standing there with a gun to Ultra Magnus' head so Megatron can talk to Prime. And he explains to him that in that, t- in that city is all these weapons that were based off of his body, Megatron's body, uh, guns that could really destroy any of them. And Prime's like, you must be doing something to manipulate these people. Mind control. The Mind people, that's control. Why they
1: have the guns, yeah. Right.
0: And Megatron's like, I'm not doing anything in this, just their nature and yeah. stuff like that. And. Uh, trying to manipulate Prime into thinking the humans are bad, so yep. they just wipe them out. So Prime tells that they need to send someone into the town because some of their fellow Autobots are trapped in there by the humans. So Prowl tells Jazz, since he's the fastest to go there. Right. So Spike goes with him to try to stop the humans, and we see you know Bumblebee and I think Gears. Uh, Hoist is there and Gears oh. and um, yeah we got Huffer and this is a uh, Blue Streak I believe yeah so those are the injured Autobots who get injured on
1: the convoy in right. the previous issue they're all in a schoolyard being held captive by the humans who have yep. the Megatron
0: guns and Spike tries to pull a chain of command and Jazz stays in his uh, car form and everything else and there's just some insanity. You see some of the humans that have the Megatron guns, and they're just, like, nuts. Yeah, um, he's just coming down. You can feel the tension with these guys. Yep. They, these are the guys. We could just kill them right now. We have the guns. Let's just kill them. So uh, Optimus Prime pulls his gun on Megatron, and Megatron's just like, even if you stop me, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you can't shoot. You, you can't hurt me. You can't hurt By me.
1: powers and upgrades, you can't do nothing. You can't
0: hurt me, and you're not going to stop what's going to happen to your fellow Autobots. And he goes you know what, Megatron, you're right. And so he shoots Soundwave in the head. In the head. It just blows his head off. Yeah. and He drops like a ton d- of bricks. Oh, my God. That is such a cool shot, too, of him just standing there, and boom. He's yeah. down on the ground. And really what it was is because Soundwave was the one actually sending the messages out to the humans. through to the them. Through yeah. the guns. And all of a sudden, all the humans wake up. And Megatron's like, no! And Jazz wants to really go and help his fellow Autobots, and he doesn't know that everybody's been broken now of of what just happened. And he's like, I can't take this anymore. And Bumblebee tries to rationalize with one of the humans. Right. And that human pulls a gun, points one of the guns at Bumblebee. Jazz is like, I can't take it anymore. And transforms, transforms, jumps in front of Bumblebee and blasts. Shoots the human. Blasts the human, frying him. And Bumblebee's like, Jazz, what did you do? And it's to be continued. Yeah. So Jazz just killed a A human. A lot of... A lot of, lot of stuff going on. Yeah, this year. that was just phenomenal. So, um, and again, this is all leading up to this event called Chaos. Chaos. Yeah, Chaos. So, all right. So, uh, since we're running pretty long, I like said we have two Transformers. Or, I'm sorry, two Star Wars issues, and we'll save them for next time. Yeah,
1: that would be Darth his Lost Command and Aaron Knight.
0: Right. Uh, we'll save them for the next time we cover issues because sure, yeah. um, we have another episode to rec- record in a little bit. Um, Lucky you! <laughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, you guys should get another week to week episode going on there. But we do have uh, some other things to cover real quick with you. Uh, we have a top five list, and we have a couple. Uh, let's do an ammo dump real quick. Yeah. The ammo dump. <laughs> All right. So for the ammo dump that I have. It is, and this ties into the our new little mini segment, which is the Star Wars blaster shot. What? Yep, that one. So, uh, why is he shooting again? Because he's programmed for that, what? and he's getting double the pace, so he, he he'll aim now. Jeez so Christ. don't worry about it. But uh, I found some issues of comics that of jumpy. <laughs> some issues of comics that actually have some Star Wars references in them recently. So, one is X-Factor number 214. Now, this is not a good issue. Yeah. I'm warning you that right now. But. But, but there was a Star Wars reference where Dar- the character Darwin actually goes into this saloon, and there's this guy there sitting at a table. And what he basically does is he has a gun under the table and blasts Darwin. Well, Darwin is a mutant that his body evolves to save himself mm-hmm. from dying. The the guy that blasted him says, uh, "You learn quickly, but not quickly enough." And Darwin stands back up and he says, "Yeah, well, you should, you could stand a lesson or two yourself." Like when you pull a Han Solo on somebody, you should be sure that. And then the guy blasts him in the head, Ooh, yeah. and then he he comes back from that also. But I like the little Han Solo reference there because he blasted him from underneath the table. Shot first, right. Uh, the other issue, which is my ammo dump, okay. is uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 654.1. Point one. And you really need this issue if you're going to be getting the Venom storyline. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. I read Venom number one. It's amazing. But you... To yeah, that get the, might be something I want to pick up in here yeah, after it's all done. Yeah. To get the full impact, though, of it, you really do need this 654.1 because it sets up Flash Thompson... As the new Venom, and he sends him on his first mission and everything else. Spoiler, yeah, (laughs) sends him on his first mission. I think everyone knows it's Flash Thompson at this point. But there's a mission he has to go save this this one guy, and when he breaks into the room, uh, the guy says, "What? What is this? Who are you?" And he responds by saying, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. He goes, sorry, I wanted to say that since I was six. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, it's a couple a, of Star Wars references. Yeah, right? a couple of Star Wars references, but uh, I would highly recommend getting ish uh, Amazing Spider-Man 654.1. Yeah, I would have an amazing, amazing Spider-Man overall. Just a great book. Oh, reference. yeah, absolutely. Enjoying it. Absolutely. Uh,
1: me, really quickly here, the yep. Ammo Dump uh if it wasn't going to be amazing Spider-Man, I'm just going to go with Lady Death number three.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, basically, on uh, this book here, uh, Lady Death is still. She's not Lady Death. She's still Laura. She's still Hope. Uh, and she's trying to put the pieces of the crystal back together. Once she gets all the pieces of the crystal, she can become Lady Death again. Right. And that's where it is. And it, it takes place on a, on a ship, uh, trying to get the second
0: piece of the crystal. She's already got one piece. Yeah. And you she's said that one. Get, and you said that one's getting better.
1: It's getting better. And if you like a uh, you know stories of you know like scantily. Dressed chicks and swords <laughs> and, and, who sorcer- does it? and swords and sorcery. Yep. I mean, this this is the kind of book you want to read. So it, it's getting it's getting a lot better.
0: Yeah, and and I'm willing, since you're buying it, I might as well give it a try and yeah, read it. Read it. So, all right, uh, the last thing or last couple things we have is a uh, uh, toy review.
3: Okay. So we're
0: gonna yeah. do uh, go into our kung fu grip. Kung fu
3: grip.
0: And for uh, Kung Fu Grip this time, since I just came back from Florida, I mentioned the Star Wars Disney characters. Uh, I did pick up Donald Duck as a Stormtrooper. Blaster. And he does come with a blaster. He comes with a... His head pops off so that you can put on a Stormtrooper duck-shaped helmet.
1: Helmet, Helmet Helmet-type
0: thing. He has only really five points of articulation. Uh, That's it. He doesn't hold his gun very well at all, and you have to take his head off to put the helmet on. Yeah, it doesn't fit over top of the other head like a
1: like a mask. Right, it's two separate heads that have to peg in.
0: And the the other head, the the uh, stormtrooper, stormtrooper head, head. head, it is made of a hard plastic. It's it so when you actually and it's made of it's, two pieces are glued two together. Pieces
1: glued together, yeah. So
0: when you actually pop off Donald Duck's head, which is rubbery, yeah, and put this one on, it actually starts to separate. Almost right away the first time you use it when you try to pop it back on as the stormtrooper head. Yeah. So that's kind of a downside of it yeah, also.
1: You watch for that. I wouldn't be maybe switching heads on these. No. I would leave it as Donald Duck and maybe just set the helmet next to it if you're gonna display it that way or if you're gonna leave it mint on card, that would be a good way to go too. But yeah, basically, like you said, the five points of articulation, he's got the the hip articulation here. Right. The shoulder articulation and the head articulation.
0: Yeah. I like the look of the
1: figure. Yeah. He's 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 Donald Duck, but he's got the Stormtrooper gear on, but he's got his little tail hip. Feathers held out, and he's got the basic duck butt, like a duck would have. Yep. The web feet for the Stormtrooper, and the helmet itself has a duck bill built into it, so it looked like it would fit
0: right over top. But But like you mentioned earlier, they didn't design it that way, yeah. yeah. And I managed to get his blaster in okay. here. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I had a little bit of a hard time with the blaster okay. initially. Now, I do have a lot of these. Not a lot, but I have a few of these figures. Pick I picked up a couple since you were there, yeah. Yeah, I have um, Mickey Mouse with Yoda. It was a two-pack that I got. Mickey Mouse is a Jedi. Okay. And then I have Donald Duck as Han Solo. Okay. And then when I was down there just recently, I got uh, Goofy as Chewbacca. Nice. Donald Duck as a Stormtrooper and then they had Chip and Dale's Ewoks. Nice. With a Stormtrooper big Stormtrooper helmet. So they're for me, they're good they're nice because I sit them on my desk at work. Yeah. I am a Disney Disney fan as well as a Star Wars fan. So, so for you, it's right up your alley it, here.
1: And again, uh, movie accurate on the back, they got the little markings on the back from the Stormtroopers of Zero One One or O one One.
0: They do have some two packs that are kind of original now. They have uh, Mickey Mouse is a Jedi, he comes with uh an, an Astromech droid. I think it's called uh, MK something seven. Oh, USOB. But its head has Mickey Mouse ears on it. Oh, nice! Yeah. And it act, on the back of the Mickey Mouse ears, it actually says the droid's name on the back of it, like you'd have your name put on the back of the Mickey oh, Mouse ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's supposed to be Mickey's personal astromech droid. Nice. So that was that's pretty funny. So these are pretty cool. I mean, was what, what it like a two-inch figure? Yeah, they're a little bit taller than the Galactic Heroes. Yeah. But not as tall as your standard Star Wars figure. So. No, they're not three and three quarters. it They no. might be a couple inches. But, like and I said. the price point. How much were these retail
1: retailing? They were about eight bucks. That's not. Which isn't bad. No. Um, for what you're getting, I mean, it's, it's a nice piece of plastic. It's very highly detailed. Yeah. Uh, limited articulation, but for eight bucks, I mean, it's going to be a little bit more pricey. It's at the Disney store. Yeah.
0: So. I mean... I like it. Um, it They're kind of fun to get each time I go down there. They're the thing I usually get when I go to Disney World. It's like
3: a souvenir. It's a
0: souvenir because rather than getting another T-shirt or a hat or something stupid that I'm not going to use, I get one of these and I put it on my desk at work or yeah. my desk here and I'm just like, okay, that reminds me of Disney World. Yeah, it and, reminds you of the time, yeah. Yeah, and it's and unique. It's, it's Star Wars,
1: something that you would like yeah. to. Um, it's not something you find in the stores here. And that's the other thing I was going to put as a drawback if someone wanted these they would actually have to go to Disney. To get yes. them. Maybe you can go like starwars.com or disney.com and order these. Right. Uh I'm not sure. Uh we'll, we'll check that out and report back on yeah. if you could do that or not, but
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't much, think you can. Though. Pretty
1: much they're like park exclusives. Right. They're not sold retail. But for me park.
0: Yeah, for me the th- that's one of the things I kind of like about it because I want a unique souvenir. Mm-hmm. So this is something that is very much me, but it's you have to be at the park. You have to be at the park to you get, it. To yeah. the park to get it. it. They do sell Star Wars toys there. Yeah, the regular figures. regular ones, the store, but they're yeah. the ones I can get in the store, so yeah. it's not a big deal. So, um, the last thing we want to go into is we have a top five a list. Top five list, yeah. Well, we have one for this episode. All right. Um, so we're going to go into our battle file. Battle file. All right. So, uh, which one do you want to do here? You want to do? Uh, I think for this one we should do top five cartoons that should be remade. Okay. Uh, so these are cartoons that have been done in the past, but there's no they haven't been redone. We want to see a redone or a remake. Right. And there's no plans for them to be done in the future. So. All
1: right. Uh, number five for me would be The Silverhawks. Okay. Like the listener mentioned earlier. Just a new update, a new take on The Silverhawks. Just to get myself re-familiarized with the franchise again would be great. Okay. And just to, to pick off. Like I said, I've watched Silverhawks a little bit in the past. Not really having that great of a knowledge of it would, would be good to see another Yeah.
0: Like I like cartoon that. Cartoon of Silverhawks. I like that idea. Um, my number five was Captain N the Game Master. Oh, yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. I'd like maybe like a little bit more serious take on it, because that was the one with Mother Brain, yeah. where she's kind of a goofy character and everything. Or what
1: about the new updated with the Nintendo games that they're using?
0: Well, that's what I was going to say, is you have a lot of new games that have come out since then, okay. better graphics, so maybe you make it a little bit better... Because they could do the whole A little bit better animation Maybe do it CG or something like that So That's a good one Yeah So I like that one Uh, Number four for me would be Robotech Okay So new updated
1: on Robotech Uh, Recently I was going through one of those Sellback places Exchange Yeah Places And I saw uh, Like Robotech the season and everything I almost bought it It was only like 25 bucks Yeah so if they could do a whole new Robotech, I mean, that was pretty cool. But the, the animation on the first one was still good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know how we would make it better. Just continue on. Maybe just, just
0: continue. make it a new one for the new generation. Yeah, so. or just, you know, pick up and continue. And re-release the old ones. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, my number four was uh, a personal favorite of mine, Thundar the, the Barbarian. Thundar
1: the nice. Barbarian, Um,
0: Combination of magic and science it's kind of like almost he-man in that yeah, respect Stars of the universe yeah but yet, had ukla the mock yeah. princess ariel yeah, yeah. um and yeah thundar, thundar with his yeah. with his uh sword his light sword his, looked yeah, like, a saber, yeah. um, like a lightsaber basically um yeah, yeah. It, it looked really cool so i'd like to see it updated oh you know, sure that'd that, be great that'd be a lot of fun yeah, that'd so
1: be great Uh, Number three for me would be Voltron. Okay.
0: of the universe. Well, they are redoing that
1: one. I know. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for that, but I I need it now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't wait for Voltron. Uh, I know they're redoing it, but it hasn't been released yet. Okay. So just a new update on Voltron. Uh, If we can get that, that would be great and soon to be getting it. Okay.
0: Uh, My number three was Battle of the Planets.
3: Oh, okay, cool.
0: Uh, I'd like to see that redone. I saw a CG uh, trailer type thing that was done on YouTube. Nice. Uh, I recommend checking that out also if you're on YouTube. Uh, maybe I'll post it on the forums. if I, I think I may have on somebody's forums, but I don't know if I did it on ours. But did you did Google search when you found it. It's I just YouTube? found just Battle of the Battle Planets, Planets and somebody YouTube? had Battle of the Planets trailer okay. on, on YouTube. It's a CG. It's done really, really well. It looks nice. awesome. I was like, if I could get that as an actual cartoon mm-hmm. or animated series, I'll go with that.
1: Nice, yeah. <laughs> Uh Number two for me would be Mask. Okay. If we can get a new mask cartoon and update that, that would be great. Bring it into you know today to modern times instead of leaving it back in the 80s. Yep. Uh, that would be awesome. And then new cartoon,
0: new toys, just relaunch the whole franchise. Okay. Uh, my number two was RoboTech. Nice. So uh, much for the same reasons you mentioned. It was a little bit more serious cartoon. Yeah. So I kind of like to bring that back again for that reason. Um, people actually died in it. Yeah, as mm. opposed to
1: like Battle of the
0: Planets. Yeah, still it was it ahead. was awesome. I I loved it so.
1: Uh, number one, uh, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Thunder the Barbarian. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do because it's so yeah. much like Masters of yeah. the Universe. I, I would love to see that updated. Yeah. Uh, the world is in ruins from a giant, you know, tsunami. Right. You know, so, recently that did happen here in Japan. So it's kind of something yeah. that really could happen. Yep so and, and the whole world uh, is in ruins and these people are left and it's a whole world of sorcery and magic has taken yeah. over of uh, our current day you know Earth and there's some so cool creatures
0: it. they made in yeah. the fort and oh, yeah. everything and else the too. things that they're riding some of them are yep. riding horses some of them are riding different things yeah uh, one of them, uh, My number one was one you mentioned also, which was Mask.
3: Mask, yeah.
0: Uh, I definitely think it could be updated for a more contemporary type situation. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it was definitely 80s back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it definitely could be redone. I, I'd love to see Mask redone. I almost
1: want to see Matt Tracker keep the eye rock. Oh, sure. It's like hot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I did have an honorable mention, which you mentioned, which is Silverhawks. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I think that could really be done. Yeah. The reason I put it as an honorable mention is because I thought of Battle of the Planets, and Silverhawks and Battle of the Planets, there were some similar looks and themes and stuff like that. Yeah. As most of the 80s cartoons were. I mean, once you made one thing, there was it, it, copies Hawks, of it.
1: Voltron, Battle of the Planets. Right. Space and then you robots. Had, you had
0: yeah. uh, he- Ma- yeah, Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, Tiger Sharks. Yeah, they all <laughs> Go with that. That worked. That worked. That worked. Right. So, uh, but, so I put them as honorable mentions. So. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, all for this episode here. Jam-packed. Jam-packed. Uh, next episode we're going to have, though, uh, is going to be a suck episode. Woohoo! So aren't, aren't they all it's gonna suck. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna talk about Toy Fair news, we're gonna talk free about comic free book comic day. book day. We may even talk to a slash fan slash creator. Right. So we should have stay a stay We should have an interview for you. But let me give out the information. You can reach us at uh starjoes.com. You can find us on the comicforums.com where you can interact with us. There's a lot of stuff going on in the forums. We're get, our community is growing bigger every day, which is awesome and you get to talk to us every day through there. Yeah, we have. Uh, We have email, which is starjoespodcast at gmail.com. We have a phone number, which is 440-941-J-O-E-S, and that's 440-941-5637. You can find our phone number, our email address, everything you want uh, on our website. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. Twitter, Twitter. We're at Star Joe's Podcast. Yeah, there's iTunes. A, iTunes. There's a fan site and a profile for Facebook. Right. So you can interact with us on there. I know I check that every day. So at least once a day. Yeah, maybe Gmail account. We yeah. So you there's know, a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to contact us. Uh, we will be at Super Show coming up. So if you actually want to meet us and you can travel out to Reading, Pennsylvania, it's a good time. We'd love to have you there. We come say hi. Yeah, we'd love to hang out with you. We'll get a big entourage going. Yeah, if you're going to be at the Columbus Toy Show on April 10th, uh, I'll be there. Yeah, let us know, and uh, I'll make sure Chuck knows how to contact you. You'll probably do like you've done in the past, which is on Facebook. You'll post uh, what you're wearing that day, so So this way you guys will know. Uh, But, yeah, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later.
3: We saw
2: people fighting over the Star Child, but in the end, her power brought these people together. It might surprise you to know that all of us have a power like the Star Child's. You can't see it or touch it, but you can feel it. It's called love. When you care deeply about others, when you're kind and gentle, then you're using the power. And that's very special magic indeed. Until later, goodbye for now.